0: to another episode of pin it deep i am brent wayne scott atop the ks bar
1: it's a lonely episode
2: it is
0: it's just you and me right now <laughs> max duffy former ray guy award winner pin it deep host and uh ksr budding superstar i guess <laughs> wearing his baby yoda shirt um obviously since we talked last uh kentucky has won the citrus bowl you were there
1: uh, what, somewhat what happened i heard you got Kidnapped again. Oh uh, Yeah, so it's, it's a long story. We'll probably get to it a little bit later. We've got Cash <coughs> Daniel coming in who mm-hmm. can probably explain the story a little better. And Bo Allen. And Bo Allen if he can fit through the door. We're yep. going to have to try and get him in sideways. Actually, they're taking apart a couple of the panels right now. Um, At just, KS Bar. Yeah, just to help him get in.
0: Well, we've opened these. Like, if you've ever been to KS Bar, which I'm sure if you're listening, most of you have, there's yeah. like windows on top of the bar that's where the office is we're actually opening these windows a bit yeah still might well, be a tight squeeze bo's mm-hmm.
1: currently trying to get all the snow off his head from the snow that's been going the last <laughs> yeah. couple of days he's had a lot of snowfall he so ca- the city of lexington had nine inches i believe mm-hmm. bo had about 25 on his head yeah, yeah. well so, thank you lot. for
0: your service bo allen yeah. for um, you know taking all <laughs> the snow um i did not go to orlando i actually
1: ended up coming down with the flu
0: uh, are we
1: just going to ignore the fact that miles isn't here like uh, always.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't want to talk about it because it seemed like his
1: feelings were hurt when he we told was. him in the group message. Yeah. Um, but Miles is not here. He's in Nashville. He got stuck in yeah. Nashville with the snow, unfortunately. So um Not I was gonna say R. I. P. Miles, but hopefully yeah. not R. I. P. Miles well, live.
0: I mean, we do kind of take for granted sometimes, and I guess I'm just in a happy, go lucky mood that he does come up here. From Nashville to do this every weekend. So the dedication from him is real,
1: and I'm not going to begrudge him for. That's true. There are a lot of incentives, though. There's great bars in Lexington, yep. there's great people, there's you know, great individuals. You know, his so. family's here, too. Uh, Lance is here, yes. Yeah, Lance yes. is here, which is you know, more than enough reason. He missed the Citrus Bowl because he had a family Christmas on New Year's Day. Yeah.
0: That feels like a week late.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they confused the dates or not, but he had to have family Christmas on New Year's Eve. So they
0: do New Year's, like, maybe the week before. Uh, They just got it mixed up. Yeah, Christmas Eve
1: was New Year's Eve. Okay.
0: Well, actually, so how was – we'll talk about it with Cash some more, but um, your Twitter was very lively the day at the Citrus (laughs) Bowl. If you follow
1: Max on Twitter, God bless you. And if you have any children,
0: God bless you if you follow Max on Twitter.
1: Um, Go to my Twitter now and have a look at the Georgia fan on the plane. I received an anonymous message from one of my friends, the Georgia planet – fan on the plane just epitomizing why we hate georgia football <laughs> hate georgia hate football them so much and people like that just oh that grinds my gears but, i hope bama by 50 but we'll get to that later yeah
0: but what i was talking about though is you on twitter you um you know in the kentucky spirit you were like you know what i don't want pappy i want to be blue collar which yeah. is what stoops always preaches you're like wild turkey i'm yeah. gonna drink wild turkey during the game yeah. uh did you wake up you did you wake up before kickoff or were you were kind of stumbling around before then
1: um, we're going to have to pause this real quick because Cash is about to walk in. Okay. Um, would you, Just go down there and leave the door like propped open or something. Oh, with the cold? Huh? With the cold? Well, like he said he's pulling.
0: But, yeah, so did you even make it to the game at all? <laughs> I'm, I, I, I think the answer is no.
1: Were you awake at kickoff? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> i went down for christmas to my good friend tristan yeomans who was on the last podcast mm-hmm. i went down to the nice place of hoboken georgia with the goats
0: it looked very beautiful it, was, it
1: looked like you were playing some good golf we were playing some good golf the weather was nice There's plenty of goats around um lots of goat milk goat soap those kind of things mm-hmm. it was an awesome time um matt jones the boss aka god aka creator of the universe yep um he Told me, come down to Orlando. We're going to get you doing the shows pre-game uh, for the Friday show from Tim Roof in Orlando. Um, can you make it? Yes, of course I can make it.
2: Mm-hmm. Very flexible Went out, flexible of, my, guy went out of my
1: way to travel down there. Mm-hmm. Travel down there. Day before we get into it, Matt cancels the show on Twitter. Uh, anonymous source said that's to try and put, again, to just ruin our podcast. Because we obviously couldn't do a podcast leading up to Citrus Bowl because Matt asked me to be down in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Get down there. Uh, cancels the show. Says... Pretty much an FU to the Pin it Deep podcast, Another. which is typical Matt just trying to take all the fame himself. Yep. Um, had a good New Year's Eve, I would say. Uh, in, eventful. Uh, nice time. Uh, plenty... I was hydrated. Yep. I wasn't like Ty Ty Washington well, in the, last, you, you had in the last basketball game. I tried to keep the cramps away. For sure. Um, Obviously we're about, to, we're about to be joined by Cash in a second, yep. and he, he can probably explain it further, but um, I don't know why. I, I, I'm not... I don't know if someone hit me in the head. I had a headache the next day. Mm. Um, Well, it's probably lack of sleep. You had to stay up till midnight. I know you like to get in bed pretty early. Right. And so then um, I woke up and my good friend, Tristan Yeomans, who was in the hotel bed across from me, um, said something along the lines of, and close your ears, kids. Um, Fuck that, dude. We ain't going. And I was like, what do you mean? We bought tickets. He's like, we ain't going. And I'm like, all right. Well, what do you want to do then? He goes, let's just watch it from the hotel. It's so much more comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, but we've got tickets. It's the Citrus Bowl. We've come all the way down here. He's like, nah. So I said, all right. He literally, after that, he rolled over went back to sleep. He slept from halfway through the first quarter till probably the end of the third. <laughs> he woke up because I was yelling at the TV so loud. Game I was about, about a third of the way into my big handle of a wild turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, we won. So it was awesome. Yeah. But uh, I didn't even talk, make it. Can
0: I talk about this? So while you were telling that story, I'm sure maybe the people heard. The headphones got. He just, Cash just walked in. Yeah. It is what, 20, 30 degrees outside. Yeah. Shorts. Looks like he just came from the gym. Sunglasses on. It just, that was the smoothest anyone has ever come in here
1: and just sat down. So, Cash. Welcome. What's welcome up to Pennate D. <laughs> What's up?
3: Thanks for having me on, guys. This is fun.
1: How is it yeah. out there? Is it cold? Man, it's cold as fuck, man. I'm, like,
3: <laughs> am I, am I, first off, like, guy, I don't know that it I had to cuss. Yeah, yeah, you're you're fine. yeah you're, Okay, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, right, yeah, cool. Yeah, man. It, it was cold as fuck. i just. I went duck hunting this morning, and uh, I think I still have those ducks out in the back of my truck, actually. <laughs> I remember one time, dude, uh, Max, you might remember this. It was after uh, it was after the belt bowl, and we were getting ready for, uh, for pro day and shit before that son of a bitch COVID hit. And uh, I went duck hunting one morning before workouts, and I just wanted to fuck with Coach Hill and fuck with some of the guys in the uh, in the locker room and, I killed two of them, and I brought them in there on this fucking lanyard. So imagine this. This is pre-COVID, okay? <laughs> so imagine somebody doing this shit now. I walked in the fucking training room with that shit. Like, we're our fucking doctors and, like, all this, like, clean. Like, everything's supposed to be just clean, everything. And I got two wild, dead animals like <laughs> around my neck just going through the fucking hallways with them and shit. Oh, but man. Yeah, man, it's cold, but uh, I'm actually going to the gym after this, so. Uh, Are you prepared. Yeah. I, pro-
1: I probably won't join you. Yeah. Like my, like most of my career, I probably won't join you in the world, Bro, way
3: it's – I hate it. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. It's fucking, it's fucking terrible, bro. It's terrible, but, like, it's – I don't know. i I do it. We'll,
1: yeah. we'll get to Orlando in a second, and we'll get to the Citrus Bowl and mm-hmm. ask you a few thoughts. Just update us on, for the people that don't know, what are you up to these days? What are you doing? Obviously – um, football's on the back burner for it has been for a while what are you up to these days yeah
3: football told me to go fuck myself yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh I probably deserve that though but uh you yeah, know I mean, I've been doing a little bit of everything man you know I'm just thankful that you know I'm, I didn't have to move back home or anything you know I've been able to you know get into gigs we were now where I was able to use NIL you know yep. in my name and image and likeness you know other than so rather you than being would have able to, made dude, a killing man I would have made I would have been living good right now, man. <laughs> I'd, be like, uh, I'd be like up there with, like, Wanda and shit, like, as far as, like, numbers go. There's no doubt.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely no doubt. Well, that, I was going to say, that's the good thing about being a Kentucky kid, especially from eastern Kentucky. You will always have the support system, even if you're not from here. I mean, guys can come to Kentucky, uh, make a career, and just be set.
3: Dude, it's crazy. Like, when we were down in Orlando, like, uh, I, got, I, I tweeted out, uh, I said, BB and you guys are, like, a beautiful kind of crazy, and it's true. Might sound you know, a little
0: well, which is about a
3: soft, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cash does have a soft side. I do have a soft side, guys, especially
1: for the BBM. That's not true. That's not I do.
3: I that's, um, I, that's, that sounded wrong. So the
1: the the weights that you've, met, I mean, obviously you're doing some sort of body, kind of like putting on the Instagram influencer type shit. Yeah. Um, Is that based off my program that you saw me act out each day? It was.
3: It is consistent of kettlebells, uh, medicine ball, (laughs) uh, (laughs) a lot of aerobics, a lot of calisthenics, you know, and, uh, you know, just making sure, you know, we stay tip-top, you know. And the thing about it is, dude, it's like, uh, for real, though, it's crazy, like, training how I train now Uh and training how we trained when we were in school, man. Uh I mean, it's just completely night and fucking day. It's it's crazy. Do you run
1: still? Do you ever run?
3: I did for a little bit, and then uh, because, like, I was trying to lose body fat and still uh, gain muscle at the same time, and so did a little bit more research and found that, you know, walking burns more calories uh, and more fat rather than just running because you're just burning straight calories at that point if you're trying to run and shit, so – Right now I'm on the uh, I'm on the incline treadmill. That's uh, the best. That's the best. And the stairmaster though. Did you know? Remember when <laughs> like dudes would come in late yeah. and they put our ass on the stairmaster for thirty yeah. minutes? It's the best thing I, for them. Dude, I only had to do that once as a player. Yeah. Doing it now, dude. It is still it just sucks, dude. <laughs> it is horrible. Like.
0: But do you like the, the incline though? As, I do. I do. As someone who like used to be in the gym before, like Cash had that son of a bitch COVID hit. That's what I'm gonna blame it on. Um, Dude, the incline's the best cuz it's you're just walking uphill for like 30 minutes you can like put on a podcast or hopefully pin it deep. And
3: oh, dude, I usually just throw on a Pat McAfee show and just go you're, to town. you're a Pat McAfee guy? Dude, I love the Pat McAfee wow. show. It's like it's it's honestly god where I get all of my like Same. sports and entertainment news. It's so know, good. I don't I don't fuck with ESPN or anybody like that, you know, or like mainstream media cuz
0: Well, what it's sucks is sports. Max
1: actually hates Pat McAfee, so You really? Uh, We've that's talked not about true. this. You know, I like his show. he shows okay. He, he has him. a lot of love for himself. He does. Yeah. But, but just, he's, he's all right. I mean, the, the fact that he's got Aaron Rodgers has made on. that show. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to point out a message that
0: talking – because Max said that Pat McAfee loves himself too much. This is what Max literally said to Miles <laughs> and I earlier today. <laughs> word for word, where's this group chat? Do You, you two can't li- say the last I'm, bit. I'm not. I'm Dude. not. Here's what Max said to, to me and Miles. Do you two ever sit back and just be grateful for me, for me being in your lives? Like if it wasn't for me, your lives would be so empty. And then he has the audacity to be like, "Oh, Pat McAfee's uh, just so." I cool mean, himself. that's a
3: double-edged sword, there, Max. I mean,
1: come well, because I was talking about the fact that I got you on the show, and I actually was. I was talking about you and Bo Allen are coming in today. Yeah. We had no guest organizer. I'm like, I'll quickly find some people. And then I was like, got Cash and Bo, perfect. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever just thank me for this podcast?
0: Well, you see, that's that's very kind and generous of you. But I feel like if I had the same connections you had, I could simply just text people and ask, you know, that doesn't feel like that hard you new to some of friends.
1: You've got a podcast do you have a podcast of your own at the moment? So well, like I have that, I have on?
3: that I have that game day show. Yeah. Um that was kinda thrown on me like at the last second. So uh really good friend of mine, he uh he had a house across the hill from us in my neighborhood back in Paintsville and I went to school with his daughters. He owns a couple uh, R V lots, one back in Prestonsburg and one back Uh, In Ashland called Patriot RV, and he let me and my roommate right now. He's also like my cameraman where we do like when we go down like fish or hunt or something like that. He comes with me, and uh, he let us take down like a pull behind camper. This this would fit two of us last year, and uh, for free. And I told him like, hey, if you ever need like a commercial, you know, anything like that, you know, just let me know, and I got you. And so, time came to pay my debt. And I went over to WKYT and we shot this commercial in front of this green screen, dude. And it was, it was like it was terrible. I don't know why. That was a terrible commercial. But I'm, not, I'm sorry, Todd. I'm sorry. It wasn't terrible, but like.
0: Well, you've done like 30 commercials. Which do you? I'm, think t- is I'm your talking
3: about. Like, I'm, I'm actually talking about it on my end. I'm not talking about the commercial <laughs> stuff. Like I did terrible. Yeah. Like I was so bad. <laughs> well, so, that, I, that, so I'm apologizing for that, the, Todd. Like I, I was terrible.
1: The Benny, the you and Benny, you not so much. The, ben- the Benny's one's tough to watch, with him running through the bank or whatever. Dude, he
3: actually. And the thing about it is, dude, he actually hit that dude like that, and he, <laughs> and, and, he and he actually bench pressed that motherfucker. I was it was crazy. Say,
0: no offense to you and and Benny and uh, now Logan, I think was on the last. Yeah, one. Yeah, I got right?
3: I got Logan in on that one, dude. That was funny.
0: Yeah, no offense to you guys. I'm so sick of those commercials. I'll oh, nonstop. Oh,
3: we're we're about to get new ones going here, hopefully soon. But uh, anyways, so yeah, so he came to me afterwards, and he was like. Todd goes, Man, have you ever thought about, you know, having your own, like, game day show? Or you know, this, this, and that? I was like, Well, yeah, man, I would love to do that. But I, because I've been trying to get into this for the past two years, man, and I figured out real quick that you need fucking money to do this shit. Yep. Like, if you want to do it right, and the thing about it is now, it's the, the dynamic and, um, of social media and podcasting and content creating in general, everything has such a fucking algorithm to it that it changes constantly. Yep. And so now, like, Back in, you know, a couple years ago, it used to be about uh, quantity. Like, how much shit you could put out constantly, which it still is. Like, you still got to be consistent with shit. But now it's about quality and quantity. Mm -hmm. Because now you're competing with motherfuckers who can make something look like a goddamn Netflix movie, you know. And then their podcast sounds like a fucking... You know, one of the great like something should be on Sirius XM. So like you're having completely talking about us. Yeah, talking. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you guys are professional. I fucking love your show, man. I really do. I I, I listen to it all the time. I listen to it all throughout football season. You guys are hilarious, bro. It's awesome.
0: But we appreciate that. Yeah, thank and thank you guys for having
3: me on. Though for real, this is awesome. I
0: was gonna say we we talked about having you on. After the season, you know, once we started getting going, we were like brainstorming like who we could get as guests. So it's definitely a, a great merger of the, uh, of the two. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: so we'll get a bit to more of your life in a little bit because we do like asking guys just about their whole. Dude, you can ask through. me about
3: anything, bro. We'll talk to you about anything.
1: Journey, but we want to talk about Orlando and the Citrus Bowl. We have some <laughs> serious questions and we've got some unserious questions. Okay. Um, serious question to start off with. Um, obviously the win itself, and then D-square, obviously you passed the mantle to D-square when you left. He kind of took over as the leader of that defense, same position as you. How would that feel for him to end up with the ball and the win?
3: Man, I, I low-key, like, low-key teared up when that happened, man, just because, like, it was so crazy being there, man, because so where our seats was, we were down, like, in the right corner of the, like, so the Kentucky bench was, like, facing us, and we were, like, down in the right corner of the Probably end Probably somewhere near my seats, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, I texted you. I was like, hey, we got the whole row, and this motherfucker still passed out from the night before. Hey, we're uh, going to send your frogs. At like 1.30 in the morning. Max, I closed at 2. I don't give a fuck. We're going to send your frogs.
0: That is the most maxed-up thing of all time. And yeah. we
3: ended up not going. I called him over when we moved back to the house. But anyway, so it was crazy because, like, you know, during that time, like when you know, there's timeouts or something like that, you know, I could literally look out there and see the 18 game. You know, I could see Josh – sacking McSorley there at the 10-yard line. I can see Benny running to that end zone. I can see Lonnie making that interception. I can see Chris Oates with the scoop up at the end of the game. I can see me tripping Trace McSorley, and it's not a sack. (laughs) It it should go down as a trip. It was not a sack. I want that for the record. And uh, and to see how it ended with Square making that play and knowing that Chris made that play to end the game in 18. Yeah. I mean, it was just.
1: Things it for was a race. sentimental,
3: man. Yeah. It was crazy, and I low-key teared up. Just because I know like what kind of fighter DeAndre Square is. I mean, the guy was ruled out, and – you know, people that know me, I always played hurt. I mean, there was never – my two years playing at University of Kentucky, there was not a game where I was ninety, per, at least 90%.
0: Oh, there was a few games where you had that club on your hand. Too.
3: Oh, dude, I had the club. I, my shoulder was getting injected every game. I, I had to get uh, spinal injections uh, once every four months. I was going to th- say four the, months. the
1: Georgia game when we played for the East, you, Josh, Jay Jones – I mean, probably one or two others had the clubs on, and we're yeah. still trying to take him on. Oh yeah, dude,
3: yeah. Yeah, and and uh, the the great memory of DeAndre Swift running through my ass, <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's the only thing I remember about that game. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's always, it's Mark, always that that still trying Mike. to tackle him. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as bad as Mike's, but you know, it's still
3: yeah. But you know, seeing Square go out there and make that play like he did, man, and and having Sumrall back to have him coach that last game for him, man, it's just, it was. It was almost like a fucking movie, man. I mean, it really was. Just how the game went, how we started off hot, then we kind of were losing momentum, getting like And then, you know, it's like something happened at fucking halftime and everybody gets riled up and that inspirational music starts fucking creeping in the background. All of a sudden, Square's like, no, man, fuck this. I'm going back in. Let's get this shit going. And he goes out and makes a fucking great play.
1: And John Sumrall has disproved any doubters that crying makes you soft because he is the hardest man in the world Mm. but the biggest crier in the world of all time like I think I've seen him cry at least 10 to 15 times like he's cried more than anyone that I know but also like the hardest man I've ever seen would you agree I kind of like
3: that though dude let me tell you something about John Summerall that is the realest that's one of the realest dudes you ever meet in your life yeah Mm -hmm. he really is man
1: yeah I I retweeted it after the game and I was like Troy's got a good one here they're gonna be tough
3: yeah. Oh man, I'm 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 literally a Troy football fan now. Just for sure. be, like anywhere that that man goes, he could go to Troy, he could go to South Carolina upstate, he could go to fucking Albany State. I don't <laughs> give a shit.
0: What if he goes to the Tennessee Volunteers? I don't give a shit. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll, 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 I'll kick my orange back on. I'm sure my dad still got my checkerboard overall somewhere. Oh no. <laughs> but uh, but for real, man, that dude he came into my life when I was going through some shit, man, and. Um, he knew knew me for you know a week if that and instead of calling me he didn't call me he didn't text me the dude showed up on my doorstep
2: yeah
0: yeah i was gonna say when he came in that was 2019 correct yes it was after it
3: was after the uh citrus Bowl.
0: yeah so how how was that you talk about how he came to your life at like a rough time and you've been open about how your senior season wasn't painted the way you wanted to how much did he help and guys like Stoops and the rest of the organization help talk, you specifically man. during that time
3: man I I completely broke during that time and if it wasn't for Summerall and if it wasn't for Stoops if it wasn't for Gabe head trainer yeah. over there yeah. I mean Gabe was always a dude that I could go in and close the door and you know just talk man mm. you know what I mean because I know it, it's it's talked about now and i'm so glad it is but the mental health side of things when you're a football player man or anybody in general you know just being able to make that a norm that hey it's it's fucking okay man Mm -hmm. to you know sit here and talk about shit you're going through because it took me forever dude and um you know during that time man it was rough and so um you know there's a lot of different things going on uh character being tried this and that and being having to sit there and just eat it, dude, and not being able to fucking do anything about it, and just, uh, you know, it broke me. And so, uh, and to think I was just like, it's crazy to sit back and think about it because, like, I was this, I was that motherfucker that was like, you, I'm unfucking breakable, yep. you know, at that time. And I, when I look back at this shit, and I talk about it all the time, like, I was talking on the pre show the other day, uh, I'm a fucking realist when it comes to anything that I fucking do now. If, if the good, the bad, the fucking ugly, everything. Because if you're not real with your fucking self, you're not going to be real with anybody else in your life. And if you're not real with yourself, then who the fuck you going to be real with? Mm-hmm. See, Especially with, like, my career and shit. So, like, people say, like, oh, you're great, this, this, and that. If I was a great fucking player, I'd still be fucking playing. Like, if I was a gr- – like, people, like, I was a good player, like, this, this and that. Like, Perspective though Yeah it's it's, it's different, different perspective Yeah but for me And like how Like I envision shit Like and what Because I know what it takes we're, We were surrounded by greatness Yeah And we know what it takes To fucking get there And so I'll always sit there And say like You know You know I wasn't that great But what the things That I did do Was I was I knew the fucking playbook I got dudes lined up Pre-snap uh, You know And I can take on a puller <laughs> I'll
1: t- I tell you one thing That you did And this is what I was going to lead into And you just led me Into it perfectly the, as much as everyone praises Vince, Mark Stoops, all the great people we've had, We mentioned you mentioned Gabe, you can't like create a culture and build a, a level of excellence in a program unless the players buy into it and the players want to drive it. And the you've got to have good enough players to be able to do that. Yourself, I would say Drake Jackson, guys like Bunchy, um, I would say Logan to maybe a little bit of a lesser extent, but Logan was good. You kind of guys that came in, was it 2015? 16, 16? Yeah. yeah, 16. And led that. How much pride do you take out of the fact that we've won this Citrus Bowl? We've won four oh, in a man. row. When you guys came in, it was a basket case. And now to see the level of excellence. That it's program, beautiful. Courtney man. loves one, definitely, yeah. for sure. Yeah,
3: Dude, it's beautiful. I mean, just to see where the program's gone, not just from a wins and losses standpoint, not just from a – consecutive bowl victory standpoint just from the culture in general like you're talking about man just because when i came in dude like we were still over at nutter like it was the last uh it was my last semester over there before we moved over and uh i graduated early thank god i got up here um in the spring of 16 so i graduated high school early got up here got acclimated and everything at the time dj elliott was our linebackers coach and defensive coordinator uh, went through summer and went through, uh, I believe, freshman year and got a new linebackers coach because one of the outside linebackers coaches left. So, DJ took over outside, enters Matt House.
2: Yeah,
3: And Matt House was really the first person to actually teach me how to play linebacker. Taught us all. Yep. Dude, there was a game when we went down to play Florida my freshman year. When we went, It was CBS game of the week. 3.30 in the swamp. Got our fucking brains beat out. Off. It was like my welcome to college football moment, dude. Because, like. I mean, you know how the swamp is, dude. I mean, it's fucking insane. But, like, it was 3.30, and I usually take a lap around every stadium just walking. And I came back, dude, and I was fucking drenched. Anyways, we get back, dude, and we look at the fucking film. Like, Jay Jones, Courtney, none of us knew how to play linebacker at that point. Courtney was the mic. Jordan was the wheel. There would be like a straight series where Courtney would be lined up in the boundary and Jordan would be lined up to the field and like just playing opposite positions and doing each other's – like what they're supposed to do but just flip-flop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, just to see how the mindset shift came into play to when it was like it's not okay to go seven and five. Yeah. It's not okay to not go to bowl games anymore. It's not okay – to lose to Louisville every single year. Yep. It's not okay to do this and do this. And it's a standard was set. And each year it just got upped and upped and upped. And, you know, when I look back on it, man, in that 2018 defense, man, the standard for that defense, yeah. dude.
0: We've talked about it on this show a ton. The, the names on that defensive roster, even the guys who didn't play because – like we talked about, Yusuf didn't see much, you know, playing time on that 18 roster. Jamin didn't see anything. But, no, no oh, dude. It's crazy. There's
3: so much NFL talent on that on oh, that, yeah. on that uh, defense, man. It was crazy. But
1: it is, it is though. And, like, that's the one thing that I brought back a little bit on this show and tried to kind of emphasize is, like, the coaches are great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They have been great. And they, they do set the tone a lot. And what they allow you to do not allow you to do does set it. But it's the guys that are, like, when we're in the locker room and Cash is talking to someone, or Josh Allen was talking to someone or Mike Edwards is talking to someone or this year, Bunchy's Paschal, talking to, Paschal's, Paschal's talking to yeah. someone, when those guys give the feedback and be like, hey, man, that's not good enough or this is good enough or that's what we want, this is not what we want, that's when the stuff starts to change. Because as much as you're going to listen to the coaches, you're going to listen to your teammates more because you want oh, their absolutely. respect before you want the coaches' respect. Oh,
3: dude, absolutely. That's actually what, like, jerk my ass in gear to actually start – Taking this shit serious as how I should. is because of Darius West, and I will yeah. always love D West because of it. Yeah. That, and that's
0: a name that gets that's forgotten style. too. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. man! That roster, dude.
3: D West, D West is probably one of the best defensive backs in the country mm-hmm. at that at that point in time. Dude would knock your fucking brains out, dude, mm-hmm. and he was so intense. Every he reminded me of low key like Brian Dawkins or somebody like yeah. that, and that's why because I was the same way. He was a hard motherfucker. I was a hard motherfucker. And, like, especially when we came to a standard, like, we needed shit done the right way, you know, hey, I can rely on you, you can rely on me because, you know, if you don't, your brother's going to call you out on it. Like Max said, yeah, a coach getting on you is one thing. But if your fucking brother comes over and says something to you, especially when D-West comes down to you and says, yeah. hey, motherfucker, I can't trust you, <laughs> he looked at me and said, I can't trust you, dude. Dude. It felt like he Get took a gear. fucking ice pick and just went boom, like right in my fucking chest with it, dude. It was crazy, and that's what really jerked my ass in gear. So I started getting in the playbook. I stopped going out. Um, got in the weight room more with uh, more than just lifting because at that point I, I was just worried about being the strongest motherfucker there, just out being there. Being
0: big—that's the Eastern Kentucky mindset. You just want to be big, dude. It's,
3: I was talking to somebody about this last night. It's like. Nothing but powerlifters. Like it's not. There's it's no in between. There's no bodybuilding. <laughs> there's no like athletic lifting. It is straight fucking powerlifting. How much can you fucking deadlift yep. for one rep? How much can you squat for one rep? And how much can you fucking bench for one rep? It's just it's, well, it's I mean, crazy.
0: I'm from the so I went to school. In As you can Kentucky tell, team. Brent
1: also Easton, Kentucky. He gets yes, a the power very very team. large yeah. guy. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but like we would even play like and I'm sure you've played guys before like from Hazard or Perry County. Like even like their shortstop. Was literally just like yeah, a tank. He,
1: he, yeah, just as buff could be, and we're just like, what? Are, like, how are we playing here? How much is your bench going up since leaving football? How's oh, it? dude, I don't bench anymore. I don't okay. barb over my shoulder. I can't okay. take it. So okay. I'm,
3: I'm just into uh, looking good with my clothes off now. Okay. Yeah, that's that's about it.
1: <laughs> we got a lot of things in common. We <laughs> always, we always have a lot of things in common. Yep. Um, another uh, citrus ball question. Um. Defensive side's always been pretty good for us. Offensive side, getting in guys like Wandale, um, getting in Will Levis, massive difference this year. Um, transfer portal's obviously changed since you've left. Um, are we gonna? Do you think we're gonna be able to keep that going? Uh, with you know, Florida, Georgia, we're competing with all these teams, Tennessee, and if so, why? Why is Kentucky so attractive? You think at the moment?
3: Just because I think of the recent success we've had, man, and I think it like teams that historically aren't good, that weren't that good or weren't that consistent that suddenly become good and become consistent becomes like a trend almost like when the Browns got Odell mm-hmm. and they're thinking okay they're about to go to the playoffs and everybody hopped on the Browns bandwagon it's kind of the same thing here with what we're doing you know i mean you go to a sit you go to the tax slayer bowl for the first time since 2011 then from there on out you've you've repeated bowl appearances for six straight years you've won four in a row now you've you're, and the thing about it is it everything has come full circle and it's everybody's everybody has a piece of it not only do the players have a piece of it not only do the coaches but like our media staff our videographers how they put out content just because mm-hmm. they know the way of the world now and so content and putting it out on social media has become so big that like you know, for example, like when they put us up on the uh, the billboards there, not billboards, but the video boards oh, in New York. In New York. Yeah. Insane. It's just marketing and different things like that. They now finally understand how big of a business this actually is. Mm-hmm. And so shout the out brand Slack. Is, yeah, shout-out Slacks no, for, for real, though, yeah. for real. Yeah. Even hey. for
0: letting us have all the guests this year. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. shout-out shout out. to
3: you, Susan. And uh, for multiple reasons, multiple reasons for saving my ass multiple times, but – uh, that's oh, besides the can, point
0: we got to talk about this by the way because I was telling Max's story earlier in 2018 and this is another reason why Kentucky's gotten to a point is in 2018 you were a, a rock star Benny was a rock star Josh was a rock star um, you know everyone was a rock star but one of the things that helped to build was. That max clearly was yeah. um, but one of the things that built that was the way you guys responded to other people talking shit now, I'll never forget this. It was the Missouri week, obviously when you all played bad in the first half, and then second half, the miraculous comeback, something Kentucky football's never seen before. But I remember the week leading up to it. Some guy had tweeted, was talking shit about like Kentucky and all that, and I actually asked you in the like media availability, I was like, oh, you know, did you see, did you see this guy? And before I could even say his name, you were like. Oh no! I don't read that stuff, man. I don't care. I don't want to talk about that. I was like, oh, okay. And then not even five minutes after you got back in the locker room, you get on Twitter, sup, and tag that guy and tag like everyone else who was talking shit. And I was like, you could have at least given me a soundbite or
3: something. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah, I, I went with the uh, Tom Brady approach, not really telling you what I think. I guess I guess I haven't. I guess I didn't see it or something, and you might have brought it up. And I was like, oh shit, Is some motherfucker on there talking shit. All right, let's get it. No, it was. Um, was it Scott
0: Van Pelt? No, it was. It was like some Missouri beat rider, I think. Oh, okay. No, it was a guy who used to play for Missouri, I think.
3: Because I remember when I can't remember who he, it might have been—the Florida game. And it might have been Van Pelt. It might have been Herb Street, or it might have been Lee Corso. Mm-hmm. They said something about us losing that game on ESPN or whatever, and then I quote tweeted. Like, oh no, tweet- no, it
0: was uh, the Mississippi State week after y'all
1: beaten Florida. They all picked Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah,
0: I remember that now. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: What's been uh, what's been the best moment you think of your of your football career? What's been the best?
3: It's hard to narrow it down like that, man. For to God, the thing I miss about it the most is like this: yep. the locker room, yep. like so many different guys from so many different backgrounds. I mean, you're literally from halfway across the fucking world. I'm from goddamn <laughs> Eastern Kentucky. Okay, yep. we got dudes from fucking Fort Lauderdale, yep. Broward County, yep. California. Ohio, yeah. Georgia, Alabama, Memphis. Yeah. I mean.
0: Steven Johnson from Cali. Cali. I yeah. mean, yeah.
3: I mean, just so many different people from so many different backgrounds and upbringings and beliefs. And we all fucked with each other. Never really. I mean, obviously, where there's 105 Bulls in a room, some guys are going to butt heads from time to time <laughs> out there on the field. But other than that, dude, we were, our locker room was so cool. Yeah. Like, it was such a cool place to be. I mean. Uh, music was always on, vibes were always up, man. I mean, it was dope. It was dope. Yeah,
1: yeah no no doubt. Well, what about um, – all right, well, we've gone through the best. What about, what's the, been the worst? What was the what was the low point? Obviously, I mean, you've talked about the mental health stuff, but I want to – let's stick away from that for a second on the field. Was it Trask? Was it that dilemma or was it – oh, you don't really care about that?
3: I would – looking back at it just from a mental aspect of how I approached the game, yep. yeah, it would probably have to be that just uh-huh. because I allowed – it was the first time I really allowed, like, social media to get to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it was the first time I experienced the cancel culture side yep. of of Twitter, man, and Instagram and all that shit. I mean, I literally couldn't get on there without uh, – what's up, Bo?
1: Bo Allen just walked in. We'll get him on in a sec. But, yeah,
3: like, I couldn't, I couldn't get on there. And uh, so, like, me and how I was, like, with marketing and how I wanted to market myself, like, I was like – I let – other people's fucking opinion of me and what I did on the field, which, by the way, happens every fucking football game almost like in a pile. Yep. Like, so I'm I'm not sitting here fucking condoning what I did. <laughs> Goddamn it! Okay, I know I fucked up. Okay, hey, I fucked up. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I would say it was that because like the next week against Mississippi State, um, you had to sit that. First I had to dive. sit the first quarter and. Um, then I got a couple of concussions, and that really fucked with me.
1: Whose decision was that for you to have to sit?
3: Uh, it was mine and Coach Stoops' decision together because okay. we had to. I mean, thank God Greg Stanky didn't fucking suspend my ass, dude. I mean, he should have. I mean, I I don't know why he didn't, but uh, I mean, thank God he didn't. But then, like me and Stoops met up, we were like, hey, you know, we got to compromise something here. Let's just sit out the first quarter, you know, let Chris get some reps, this, this, and that, and. Uh, you know it actually ended up working out really well because after that game Chris actually started coming in more for like uh, third down packages and different things like that so I, it actually worked out pretty I well
1: I agree but it also probably cost us a lot of momentum at Mississippi state
3: oh it did yeah 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 it, i I completely screwed I the mean, team and, was, that, and was, that's that honestly what hurt me the first most half for us that's honestly like what i like what pissed me off the most about it because I get mad at myself more than the situation like if I know it was something that I just completely just you know, a dumb fucking mistake, and I know that it hurt my team. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, I know I'm not that one guy that can go out there and do things that, like, let's say a Jordan Jones could at that point or, you know, somebody or like a Jamin Davis when he came on. Yeah. So, like, I knew I needed those ten other guys out there just so I can go out there and make at least a couple plays and get guys in position for them to make plays because, like – I sent sitting so much by the other day. Like, that's my thing. Like, going back to me getting dudes lined up and playing, like if Jamin Davis and Chris Oates, like, they knew the playbook. I mean, they were young, you mm-hmm. know. So, I mean, it takes a couple guys a couple years. Hell, it took me two years. So, there's if they knew the playbook and knew how to line dudes up and get the checks at least half as good as I did, I probably would have never seen the fucking field. <laughs> it's <laughs> I crazy. It's I do crazy. want to say
0: this, though. We do have, obviously, Ray Guy award winner here. Cash before you got here was an absolute special team superstar. Yes. What was it, Missouri, 2017? He, he was my man on punt. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he actually got a first down on punt. I know you like to you, you like to make it look flashy, like Missouri, oh you yeah. juke a guy. Should once. have been a
3: flag so too, bro. It's crazy. It was no, not not all 10 guys or not everybody was set. We yeah. just ran up and uh, it was the old Coach Hood. Wildcat. Yeah, Wildcat. Oh,
0: wait, what, are you talking about his? No, Cash's cash Okay.
3: No, the right. Coach he kept the same signs, like Max was there. I gave like, it was the same thing. <laughs> like we had everything. And it's it's actually funny because my cousin uh played at EKU for Coach Hood when he was the head coach there right. and he was on punt team and it, like every time we get together we were like, How fucking much does Coach Hood love punt team? And we go <laughs> it's like we were talking about it because, like we would be like in a in a fifty minute uh special teams meeting and like forty minutes of it is punt team. <laughs> And, but that's what makes him such a great coach and different things like that. Man, you've seen what he's done at Murray State, and I love Coach Hood. I mean, Coach Hood was really the first guy that actually made me feel like I had like a role on that team because giving me that personal protector position and like being able to run a fake punt, this, this, and that, being able to have responsibility of shifts and making sure dudes are lined up in the right position. And so, you know, I give Coach Hood all the credit I'll, in the world to give, give me kind of that momentum.
1: I'll give you a time that you might remember, you might not. I've chose to put it in the back of my brain. We're playing Eastern, I know you're going to fucking say We're playing We're playing Eastern Michigan. Oh man. And we had a call where if they overloaded the right hand side, we would check to the left. <laughs> I had a word cuz I'm from Australia that I like to use a lot. It starts with C. I'm not going to it and it rhymes with punt. Oh, and my I said, God. "Hey, punt, punt, punt. <laughs> hey, Let's not, let's not change it. Let's not change it. And you turned around. I think you gave me the biggest mouthful I'd ever had in my life. And I was like, no, I don't want to change it. You said, we're changing it, motherfucker. Turned back around and you just called it. You just said, let's go. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going. I had to run to the left, <laughs> like snap it around my body. And they all, like it was, there was need to do it. And so then you came up to me after the play and you're like, Don't you ever tell me what to do ever again and I'm like, dude, I just thought we could have done that. It would have worked just as good.
3: <laughs> oh, dude. You I'm, were fired up. I, we
1: left it for like fifteen minutes and then I went over I'm like, It was my fault. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> that's and first I don't time. think you responded. I think you just sat there and let me that's, walk off. That's
3: my bad, dude. That's my bad dude. I mean like and I try to tell people that all like all the time. I was actually talking to somebody about the other day, they were like uh, they're like, What's the, like their mentality about shit out there? I was like, dude, to be quite honest with you that's two different fucking human beings out there, dude. Like, it's it's scary. Like, it's, when, I, when I would be out there, like, the guy you're sitting around, like, I'm cool, calm, cool, collective, chill, kumbaya. But out there, man, it's fucking war, and I'm out there to fucking ready to die if needs. So. <laughs> I was
0: getting ready to say, one of the, like, there's been a lot of moments under Stoops where things have been, like, incredibly, like, hype. I'll never forget, though, I think it was South Carolina 2018. You got kicked out for a targeting, which was total bullshit. I think. Nah,
3: I don't know about that. Looking, looks- back, looking back at it now with the rules and everything, yeah, in my opinion, yeah, it's bullshit, but yeah. in, in, in the eyes of college football and their rules –
0: uh, either way I remember that one was kind of like it could have gone either way and you got kicked out and I'll never forget when he was running back to the locker room and it was like oh man that sucks like cash has gone. And he's going back and he's like cutting a wrestling promo on the way to the locker room oh uh, I, like, I gave i yep, gave that's what it was right there. the two sweet
1: yep yeah. so hey. it was fun man so we got about 5 minutes left before we get the head well we'll try and get the headset on <laughs> bo um <laughs> Your why you play football and what's motivated you throughout your career and what's motivating you now. We always ask each guest what their motivation is behind why they why they do things.
3: In football, man, it was it was ne- I, and I and I realize this because like, like I said, I'm always real myself and I do a lot of self-reflection because like if you go back and you've realized things you did right and things you did wrong, things you you could look at a different lens and a different perspective. The thing that drove me the most was proving people wrong. Like, I never did it for me, in, in me, like, and just for me, like, because it was fun. Like, I did it because people told me that I couldn't, you know. And I'm always that motherfucker saying, like, hey, you know, you can't do this. Oh, motherfucker, watch me. Yep. And I'm going to do it. But now, it's more so about <sighs> fear drives me and motivates me. And, and, and people can get that conscrued. Misconstrued. It's You never want to be fearful of any, like, have no fear in your heart about anything, any obstacle, any man, anything like that. But I know what's on the other side of not being disciplined with myself, not getting to the gym on time, not doing my things right. I know what's on the back side of that. But I do know what's on the front side if I do continue to be on that path of self-discipline. And know that if I continue to be myself and find more within myself of who I am and not what people want me to be. Because, like, it's – honest to God, dude, like, I hate talking to people about, like, football now. Because, like, it's yep. fucking over. Yep. It's oh, over yeah. with me yep. now. Like, I fuck – it's over with. Like, I get, like – I really do appreciate it. I, honest to God, I appreciate it. everybody that comes up and says, man, I, I love watching you play. You know, this is not – like, I really do appreciate that.
0: Well, it's just like you're in your second phase. Now, yeah, it's you know just like I mean? because like
3: if if you can because like, the thing that I've learned is that like if you continue to have one foot in the past, you're never going to be able to walk toward the future, the next door. And so for me, it's all about a having more good days than bad days. B making sure I'm on my shit every single morning. Win the morning, win the sunrise. Go out and work out. Get everything out of my system, and make sure I get everything done. And, but at the same time manage my relationships, make sure I'm in a good spot with people, make sure my family's good, make sure my relationships with my friends and everything's good, and make sure that, you know, life's good because we only get one shot at this fucking thing, man, and that's one thing you can never come back from. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yep. Any memory, any opportunity, anything like that, and especially your life, I mean, you we can't come back from that shit. So any opportunity that comes my way, I'm more like a – like I was in the middle of a duck field today when you texted me. <laughs> like I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this, but – yeah, I'm gonna fucking do it. Yeah. You know, because like, I mean, it's just an opportunity to come in and sit down. Like, this is like, like fucking therapy to me. Like, almost like to sit down and just talk with people, especially you know someone like you that you know I shared a locker room with. So it's easy to sit down and actually be myself. Yeah. You know, and not have to be fucking buttoned up and shit all the time. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys, man. Well, Thank you. You literally. should be,
1: you should be very proud of yourself, man. You've uh, as much as you want to say that you know you weren't the greatest player of all time. If you – I don't want to agree with that. I think you're a great player, but – and I think all of Kentucky would say that. But also just the impact that you had on the locker room, the impact that you had with the guys around you um, was awesome. And, you know, like I said to you, you and a few others, very select few others should take big pride out of where we're at at the moment.
0: Real quick before we get you out of here, I do want to say, um, you know, obviously you all talked about how how hard you are on yourself. Being from eastern Kentucky where you're from, uh, being open about mental health and all that stuff after your playing career, being – the face of a kentucky kid who went and played at kentucky changed the culture fans you know that's that's huge and uh i think it's a big deal that you're being very open about this your second phase after football and i think it's going to be inspiration for a lot of people especially from our area who do want to come up and play football prove people wrong and uh do it the right way talk when they need to talk and you know all that stuff it's been I appreciate great appreciate that man yeah. i really
3: do man it was, it was all about you know being from eastern kentucky and putting on for people Cause, like I know so many people that were so talented and maybe made one, one two decisions in the wrong way and their whole life changed. And, uh, you know, I can think of, you know, one particular person right now in my mind who's no longer with us that should have been in the same shoes I was if, uh, you know, maybe he'd went on a couple, maybe went down a different path. But, you know, it's just the kids that maybe feel like there's no hope down there because it's there's such a it's such a dark corner of the state it really is a different world. i mean i was telling uh, I was telling this girl last night uh we went we were out to dinner at malone's and she was asking about you know my hometown and everything like that and uh I was like, literally you go back to Eastern Kentucky, you go back twenty years you oh, know yeah. and and like it's like two hours can go by it feels like but it's actually like thirty minutes has went by mm. and so if my story and if me coming from that area has brought attention to the mountains then at the end of the day, like, that's all I wanted, you know. So, I appreciate that, man. It means yeah. a lot.
1: Job well done. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you. We'll let you get back to your ducks. Yep. Thank you, you for coming it. on. I got to <laughs> clean them motherfuckers, man.
3: They're going <laughs> to freeze on my ass, man. Okay. Hey, thank you, guys, man. I got we'll to get, yeah. get this workout in first.
0: Problem. Right. Let's get the bus. Appreciate it, Cash. Thank you, guys. Great. Right. Cash was good. Like, that was one of the better interviews we've had, I think.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry that every second word – um, for the three year olds that listen in weekly, <laughs> um was cuss words. But you know, uh, well, what's funny is real. Like, bro, very we're, real.
0: we're actually having a, a kid on the show today mm-hmm. yep. for the first time. And the one show we decided to do that mm-hmm. is the one where a cat's like, oh, can I cuss? Yeah, I mean, we cuss a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, it yeah. just let it. Which was. I like it though because it is authentic. That is how a lot of people do talk that they cover it yep. up. It is Eastern Kentucky. It's very authentic, and I, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I appreciate. It. I mean, he's re- no, he is real in terms of the way that he talks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not sure that my little sister. Um,
0: do you have a little sister?
1: I didn't yeah, know this. I do. She, but she's like 25. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I'm> so- <laughs> well, like no, no. Let's let's be serious for a second. Well, hold on, I, wait, I wait. wait.
0: A How do you think I felt whenever I brought my my mother to Tin Roof and you guys decided to get me drunk and you know? I everyone-
1: prefaced it when I went and met her before the show, and I said, "Mrs. Wayne Scott, I, nice to meet you." Uh, my name's miles um and she said hi miles um she actually said, got
0: confused on that by the way i said
1: i'm very sorry if you what we're about to what the words that are about to come out of our mouth are not up to the high etiquette and standard of the wayne scott family and she said max it's fine i hear it every day I said okay so Wait, i don't know she, if that's true or not but that's what she said
0: no it is it is true i love yeah. my mother but it's one of those things where it's like if i can't be real with my mom yeah I'm not gonna like you know it, yeah. it's what
1: it's the and then you proceeded to drink about 20 shots in front of it. Well, Gatorade. Gatorade, yep. yeah, straight Powerade. <laughs> um, but our serious note on Cash. I mean, we. I mean, I said it five times during the pod, so I don't need to repeat myself again. But um, definitely one of the guys that came in, changed the face of the program. One of the big leaders. Um, definitely set the tone for us during a time of defensive dominance for the program. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. His leadership, the way he was able to guide guys like square, um, unfortunately, obviously Oates with a disastrous situation with him, but he would have grown into a great player um, you know around him just to he like he said, he had freak athletes around him, and if he could if his only job was to pull them all in line and make sure they all knew what they were doing, so he didn 't have to do too much yep. of his job, then that was huge for us.
0: well, it kind of gets joked about a little bit, but he is the probably one of the greatest like heartbeats. Locker room guys of all time. Because, you again, we don't want to beat this dead horse. But, like you said, if you tell a kid from eastern Kentucky, you're going to start on a defense that is littered with yeah. NFL talent. Fast-round and you're talent going to start and yeah. you're going to play a pivotal role. Yeah. And Like, people forget he was still a captain on that 2018 team. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that he did it played his role very well. Yeah. Um, obviously, 2019, like we talked about a little bit, didn't go the way he wanted it to. Yeah. But I think people will look back on his career and be like, he made Kentucky, being a Kentucky
1: kid, and was made proud. Literally, three years too late, or two years too late, on cashing in on some massive nil mm, deals. Yeah, which luckily uh, it'd still be set for life right now.
0: Well, I mean, luckily, you know, he is the like we talked about the face. Different of a when Kentucky you're not kid. playing, though. Different when it you're it not. It is playing. different. I understand, but I think he's, I think he's getting enough from the uh, Commonwealth Credit Union who decides to run those commercials five. Speaking,
1: times a break. speaking of a kid that is a Kentucky local. Uh-huh. We have our next guest. We've mentioned him many times in the previous podcast. He's one of our favorite people on the team. You're kind of obsessed with him. I am. Um, we've spent the last 30 minutes since Cash left um, adjusting the headset, um, putting three headsets together, kind of like welding them all together so we can fit it on his large dome. Um, there was conspiracy theories that uh, when they landed on the moon, they actually just landed on Bo Allen's head. So, Bo. You're so mean, dude. Welcome to the podcast. How mm-hmm. are you? Doing
4: great. That's a great introduction <laughs> <laughs> you just had right there, but no, thank you all for having me. One of, the, one of
1: the greatest backup QBs of all time in Kentucky history, I would say, behind probably Sawyer Smith. Sawyer Smith. Sorry,
0: just, <laughs> can we talk about this really quick? He even, like when your name doesn't even need to be brought up in discussion whatsoever, finds a way to throw in a joke about your head. That's got to affect
1: you at least a little bit.
4: Uh, I mean, I've, I've been hearing it for a long time, about all my life. It definitely, Max probably overuses it. <laughs> to probably little shit.
1: So much so that at, I flew to Mississippi State and went and watched them on the road, um, disappointing game, mm-hmm. and got approached by his father in um, very angry, you M- know, hostile. Mr. Allen. Like fists up, ready to go. Can you please stop making jokes about my son's large cranium? And then here you go, and just again. But, well, he he to.
4: told you to stop. Uh, he,
1: no, he just said, "Could you stop?" and started laughing. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I want to go back. We go back in history for most of the guys. Ask them about their childhood. and I want to ask about your first day on earth. Obviously, C-section.
4: <laughs> oh no,
1: no you, <laughs> Max, chill. <your> <laughs> poor, <laughs> oh, I just want to know. Ahead, go ahead. So, your poor mother. Does she now? Whenever you used to, you know, not do your homework or the dishes weren't done or the dog needed to be taken for a walk, does she say, "Bo"? The things I went through to bring you to this earth, and this is how you treat me. Does she ever bring that up?
4: No, she ha- she hasn't. No, she's I mean she's she's an angel though. I, I'm sure she she definitely went through it back in the day with all of that. But
1: by the way, um, we need to refer to him as William Allen because oh, Bo's yeah. not his real name, correct?
4: Really? Yep. Yeah, my real name's William William Charles Allen. My dad's my dad's name is. where'd you get Bo from? So my dad's real name is also William, but his nickname is Bill, and they kind of I just kept it going through my life and gave me a nickname of Bo and didn't
1: want to keep my name as William but who who so he, he came up with the Bo or who Go came ahead. up with both,
4: Bo? both my parents they both agreed
1: with it well, it wasn't see we've had two guests then in the last two weeks that uh-huh. have a name and their parents have just decided don't like the name changing it yeah. which is hilarious because they don't realize that they actually chose it in the first place yeah. Tristan Yeomans whose real name is Aubrey Yeomans and Bo Allen whose real name is William Allen
4: yeah, well, my, my parents had the plan, though. It wasn't like, like my name was always Bo, but I on my birth certificate. It says William. Like I, I, <laughs> what? That's a weird way to say it, I guess. I was about to I, say I just have a nickname of Bo. Uh, my question is, long, middle, well I've gone is, is like. it your middle you name? Know, my middle name's Charles.
1: William Charles. William so I'm, I'm the second. Wasn't William Charles a uh, – wasn't that uh, two names like of the prince of something. England?
0: There's not even a B anywhere in that name, and then we land on oh. Bo. That's what I just want to know. If, if <laughs> Bo is a nickname, what made you decide to spell it B A? Au, or, and not just. Oh, that's be, um, be so my, my
4: parents had it's. Uh, they all chose it when I was born, but they kind of. I think my parents wanted a little bit of a difference what? or a little bit. of well, what, what, do what do you prefer? What do you prefer? no I'm. My name's Bo. Like, <laughs> no, 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 that's the thing. It's not though. It's <laughs> William. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I, even like if my mom was mad at me, she she calls me Bo. It's not like William Charles Allen. Okay. Like, in trouble. Well, do my you write when
1: you have to sign formal documents? Yeah. Do you have to write William? It just
4: Depends. Like I know some people. like, on my ID and stuff like that says William. All that, obviously, but um, some. Like, it really depends. Like, I know a lot of things always write
1: Does that help you get into the bars at an earlier (laughs) age? Because they'll be like, you'll hand them your ID, or does it work the opposite way where they're like, Bo, come on, this clearly isn't you, the name's wrong. (laughs) Or is it like, well, I'm not Bo Allen, I'm William Allen. Uh,
0: If there's anyone who wanted to live, like, a double life, it's definitely Bo or William. (laughs) I don't know.
4: No, I don't think it's had too much of an effect on that (laughs) aspect, but. Well, what happens if I you never? Be- I never thought of it this in this deep, probably until now. Well, We're it to- is called Pennant Deep for a reason. Yeah, we, we do go. like
0: to go very deep in thought and other things on this show. My question is: What if you didn't like your your nickname? What if it's William Charles Allen, and then your mom and dad call you Bo? But what if you didn't like Bo? Would you have two nicknames? Would you just
1: this I don't this know. carousel? Is of it names? hard having three first names?
4: I mean. I- I mean, I I'm only I I'm four. only called Bo, so like I, don't, I, don't, I really Bo
1: William Charles Allen. All four are yep. first names. I mean, there's not too many that's, Allen first names. There's a
4: couple. There's a lot. It's <laughs> not too more. I feel like Allen's common more in the last name.
1: Alan Jackson. Uh, oh, yeah. Allen Jackson. That's so different. Alan, Allen Iverson. Allen uh, Iverson. Uh, Ray yeah. Allen. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's, <laughs> a <lot. laughs> that's definitely a lot. There
0: also is an Allen Ray who played in the NBA as well. So um, really, yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. So <laughs> yeah, we've, we've
1: come to the conclusion of Bo's real name. Um, Bo, talk to us through the Citrus Bowl week. I'm always interested to know what you guys got up to. I know that's half the fun of it is the lead-up, to, especially for specialists because we don't really do anything on the field. Was there a fight Our, this year? There was so much fun yeah. in the lead-up. What did you guys do? Was anything fun?
4: Yeah, there were a lot of fun was things. Was anything <laughs> yeah. fun?
1: Well, of course it was okay, fun. Here's, okay, here's the thing. I want to preface it with this. If we had anyone who had any sort of honesty on this couch right now, they'd be like, "Maybe, Bo's gonna talk it up as if it was like the week of his life." <laughs> you no, know, so I mean, like, okay, go. Compared
4: to my first bowl experience, it really was—we only down there for like two days, two yeah, or three yeah, days. That's so that's uh, what, yeah, like, to me, yeah. it was like a whole different. Oh yeah, of deal. course, it's your first. Like week I yeah, it was really my first bowl whole game experience. Yeah. So like on Monday, we got there Sunday night. I got there on Sunday night, probably around four or five. I went on the team chartered from Lexington, and. um by Monday, we got to go to SeaWorld. And Coach Stoops really – our whole plan was that we were going to get really our, a lot of our heavy lifting and practice and our most physical. And our bigger. like we were pretty much – we were, if we were going to be prepared to play that game before we even got to Orlando, we wanted to. So, we had most of our heavy, like our big days in practice. And we still practice really hard down in Orlando. But we, like, we went lighter. We only wore full pads on – we didn't go full pads any day. But we had shoulder pads and helmets only one day. And usually we at least do that two
1: days out of the week. But – that surprises people though. Like I know I've talked to many people about, obviously besides the NC State game, that um, we really don't practice much during the bowl week, and they're like, "What do you mean? Like you should be taking it serious and all this?" It's like we've won four from four. Yeah. Like it's clearly that's not the yeah. that's not the way to win. And I think
0: there's something to that about like being fresh. And I think that might be a trend that continues. I think
1: it's because you play better people. hungover. Well, that too. If like course. you actually do, because you have to concentrate more. Whereas <laughs> well, if you feel you great, if you feel great, then I don't know how well you play, because you're like I'm feeling good. If you actually have to be like I'm hungover as shit right now. I need to concentrate on everything. You play a lot better. So you didn't have a big night before the Georgia game. When we were down at the Citrus Bowl in 2018, me and Miles and Tristan and Grant had gotten in at about 4 a.m. I think, and practice was at like eight, and we they had like the oh, not the spider cam, but they had the big mic that they could put over people so they could listen to the conversations. And I'm sorry for the language here. Um, We were all talking around and I was like, Grant, I'm fucked right now, dude. I can barely even see. And Grant's like, dude, same. And then Tristan's like, man, I'm I'm hungover as shit. And we're just talking about that for about a minute. And we just hear laughter behind us. The guy had the mic over (laughs) us and the camera on us the whole time. I'm like, are you going to use that edit? He's like, probably not. (laughs) Um, What else did you get up to?
4: Yeah, so on Monday, Monday, we had a day at SeaWorld. It was optional to go to SeaWorld. We could just walk right across from our hotel, and uh, that was fun. I, like, there was a lot of different things going on. Like, me and I rode around with Nick Scalzo a lot, but we got to see, like, an orca show. We got to see, like, pet some dolphins. All he, he's kind of in here. the portal, right? Is he? Yeah. Has he
1: gone anywhere? Yeah, Sanford, yeah he's at right? – uh, yeah, he's at Sanford. Sanford. Okay, They're sorry, continue. Out,
4: yep. um, Thanks so, for clarifying I, where Sanford is no, going. <laughs> I just, <laughs> no, I just I, I get, – I get Sanford and – uh <laughs> Stanford? Stanford. No, not Stanford. What's a, what's, a, what's a school? What's a school in Nashville? Belmont. Belmont. They they both have the same colors. I get both those schools mixed up all the time. From His where they face. are, from where they're located. No, I'm not saying the blue name. blue and like. red and white. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Belmont and Stanford are both. Well, do you
1: get the New England Patriots mixed <laughs> no, up with them as well? No, I
4: just I get confused. I Maybe the Red Sox or seasons. the Phillies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <definitely.
4: laughs>
0: Oh, uh, oh, Max is yeah. a big animal guy. I, yeah. I've quickly learned. Do you have a favorite like exhibit or an animal at SeaWorld? I know we're asking the hard questions here, but
4: <laughs> oh shoot, oh, this um, really
0: was a hard question. I <laughs> he doesn't know. His
4: the orca show was probably pretty
1: cool. Scalzo getting any TikToks while he was there? I don't think he did. I think he stayed away. Is from he cutting back? He? <laughs> yeah, I
4: think he's cutting back on the TikToks, man. Yeah, a bit. I don't, he shouldn't though. I mean, he's his exposure. He's got. I would. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's probably making money from it. Hey, okay, you know, here's the
1: thing. As I'm going to continue to say throughout this this little segment, most positive – You like, you could – I don't think he's ever said a bad word about anyone. He probably hates everyone on the team. And he, yeah. you'll be like, what do you think? About, oh, great guy. Like, I, I love what he does. Like, he's so awesome like that. And I'm like, Bo, just tell me what you really think. Okay, can I say this? He's <laughs> He's actually got a point.
0: Like, so – on I three, don't have TikTok, so I wouldn't know. On three, our parent yeah. company, whatever, released a new feature. Yeah, I'm plugging it very hard. Company man, nil okay. 100. Uh-huh. uh For college football, Nick Scalzo was actually on that list really? for like most valuable. Because of QB1, obviously. Well,
1: QB1 obviously helps, I'd say. But were you okay? I don't know the process. We probably should have got Scalzo on here at some stage. Were you ever approached for QB1, or how do they decide who they're going to approach and like who they're going to yeah. do? And yeah. like, do they make money from it?
4: I think that I was never approached by them at all, but I remember um, I talked to Nick about it, and I think what happened was they kind of went around and chose a group of, I want to say we said like about 15 to 10 quarterbacks around yeah. the country. Yeah. And, and one, of them
0: was, them. one of them was Rattler, too. Yeah. 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 But
4: at first, what they did, they picked like 15. And they followed the show, was about three quarterbacks. It was,
1: yeah.
4: um, it was Nick Scalzo, Spencer Rattler, and Lance LeJean who ended up That's going to right. Kansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, did uh, he have a play? I don't, not that I know. Of, okay. but I'm not 100 so sure. <laughs> the Cuba And he walkers. said that they like they they followed him for like about a week and kind of like figured out who they wanted to do. I, uh-huh. I think it was a week or maybe a little bit less, and then they picked three out of and, ten to fifteen. And of the seven the days they
1: followed it. Scalzo around, he cried six of them. So they're like, yeah, this is the one.
4: No, I, I don't know. Like, they, they followed him before they sh- uh,
1: shot the show or anything. That's what I'm saying.
4: Yeah, but I, don't, I, mean, it's, I, I mean, Scalzo, he's he's, he's a good guy.
0: Emotional man. Is he, is he a
1: crier? <laughs> it, uh, have you watched the show? No, I actually. Haven't Mate, watched it every second one. scene with Scalzo crying—he cries more than John Summerall. <laughs> He's just passionate, man. He loves the sport. He does. He's very passionate. Uh, no, I like Scalzo. We I get on very well. I um, will. You. Let's go. Let's talk about you a little bit before we get too much into the Pole game itself. You. Uh, did you have an offer from Georgia?
4: I did. They were offered, offered me pretty what, late. What I offers got, did you have? I had offers from. I would be like fourteen or fifteen total. Like Georgia. Yep, talking Mi- about Georgia, Michigan, yep. West Virginia, Washington State. yep um, My first one was Bowling Green State out of Ohio. That was my you first you one. You just
1: you said fuck yeah. them. No, no I, I was uh, I loved them at the time. So I, you why didn't you go?
4: I mean, that, they offered me my freshman year out of out of, it You, it you my just don't you year don't like Bowling Green?
1: No, I didn't. It it's was, it was too, early. On. Too small for you. <laughs> no. So <laughs> why didn't you go? If you loved it that much, why didn't oh, you? Why go? didn't you go somewhere else? No, I, didn't I didn't have any offers. He loves Kentucky others. more. Okay. I, I, he loves yeah. Kentucky more. So, okay, so why? So Michigan, big school. Georgia, massive school. West Virginia, decent school, mm-hmm. not as good as us. Um, Washington State, no uh, leach probably, yeah. but leach probably went to offered
4: that, you. Yes, that's the That was the staff that I was being recruited okay. by. If, if I didn't go to Kentucky, or that's for whatever reason, if I were like on signing day, if Kentucky were to like pull my like if some situation that were to happen where I couldn't go to Kentucky, I would have gone to Washington State probably. Mm.
1: Okay, in all seriousness, Jake Fromm hands the ball off a lot. Obviously draft pick, so don't Mm. get me wrong. But Stetson Bennett's now the quarterback for Georgia. He's okay. Like he is. He's good. Mm. Good good, good player. Do you ever just think, like, I might have been playing in a natty right now and actually playing?
4: Well, you think about that kind of stuff. But, you know, like – like why, okay, I why, actually, why like, wouldn't
1: you – because I don't understand this. I love Kentucky now because I've been here. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, like if I could have got Georgia or Michigan, I probably would have been like, well, I don't." especially come from Australia, don't have a clue what Kentucky is. I'm going to Georgia or Michigan. Why would you choose Kentucky over Georgia or Michigan?
4: I, to, I would still make the same decision today. But my thing – like it would never was for me necessarily like the whole hometown thing. Like my dad played here. It was never really much of that. Like I always – Shout out, Bill. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, William.
1: Sorry. Yeah. William. Allen.
4: To me, like why I chose Kentucky was the uh, – obviously the way the program was heading and how just the camaraderie from the coaches. Didn't down. like the like, way can't...
1: Georgia or Michigan's program was heading? No, I'm not
4: saying that at all. Are you but, trying to get him yeah. to enter the <laughs> portal or something? Yeah, Jesus no. Christ. Come on. <laughs> but just how I was feeling with what my, like, what my class was coming to, the class I came with, and how close we got. And – coaching staff i know like i know the coaching staff's different at the time but College like eddie graham was probably the biggest if i was gonna say what coach got me here more than anybody else it would have been eddie graham and um i'm saying I'm, I'm glad he's still around i love talking to him all the time but and i and also if coach cohen was recruiting me i'd do the same but,
1: <laughs> you, you like the way him. he ran the ball majority of the time is that something that really <laughs> no, you into it? <laughs>
0: i hope he listens to this <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so hold on, they've turned the speaker okay. on here, and this is a close game, and I guess Arkansas is about to do something. Wild. So
1: all right, and then talk about like. So you make the decision, you come in. Um, I believe it's probably what a three, no, probably be a four-way battle between yourself, Joey, Joey, um, Terry, Thor Smith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> firstly, how were those three well, he'll with you this year with Will? Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I was yeah. going to get to that. Okay, but, yeah. like, you come in and there's a bit of a battle. You probably don't expect to start first year, but you always obviously have those hopes. How were those three for you when you came in? Were they friendly? Were they nice? How was the dynamic in the QB room? And then um, how does it feel when we bring in a transfer after that?
4: Yeah, so, that's like, right when I got here in the spring, I came in here – of the spring, right when COVID hit, but we got we had five practices and a lot of meetings, and we had,
1: which sucks so bad yeah. for people coming in. But sorry, continue. But
4: so I, at that time, Terry wasn't practicing that spring, is so Sawyer started out taking like was the main guy out of that practice. But Start. it was great. Both the uh, me and Joey came in both at the same time, so we were both learning uh, as we go. And so, Sawyer helped me a lot. Me and Sawyer became really good friends. I mean, you know, me and Sawyer was Sawyer was one of my closest friends on the team while he was here, yeah. and we just. We grew a lot together on the field and in meetings. He always helped me out a lot. Here's, definitely the, here's
1: the thing about Sawyer real fast. Mm-hmm. You can't read, can't do subtraction or multiplication or division, anything. Can That's okay. um, can't speak, but one of the smart – like, if you just talk football, really, really, really smart, right? Yes. Yeah, but, really like, smart. everything else wouldn't have a clue. Well, but football, like- he's like – he's explaining shit to me. And, like, I know most QBs can. But the way that they he explained it to me, I was like this guy. Like, and the way that he played as well, I think he understood football pretty well. So probably a good mentor, for, mentor for yourself.
4: Definitely, So yeah. all your kid And his like he's just a great guy overall. And could, a great guy to have a friend with as me coming in as young as I was at the time, being seventeen about to be eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he just he was he's been around college football longer, much longer than I was at the time. Knew how it all went. But he was he, he helped me out a lot, just in football and not in football and just being growing up as a man and being in college on yourself.
1: Alright, so then let's get to my second question. So Terry leaves. Um, Joey's still there obviously. You and Joey kind of go head-to-head in the spring. Um, Probably pretty close battle from the sounds of things. Um, No one was really sure who was going to take out the spot. Then there's a bit of rumors that we're getting someone come in then they hear about Penn State guy then Penn State guy does come in obviously, Will Levis. How disappointing is that but how quickly do you have to change your mindset to be like, well, one, I've got to compete, but two, like, it is what it is and I've just got to keep battling?
4: Yeah, so I wouldn't say, like, it's a disappointing feeling really at all. Like, when, that, let's say, like, right when I knew Will was coming, for a, um, basically, like, I always thought that I thought competition made me my best and regardless of who was going to win the battle, I thought that I'm going to be better from it, this team's going to be better from it. And you know, I'm gonna I'm just gonna give it all I got. You know, and I felt I, mean, I felt highly going in. I like, obviously I want to play. I wish I, I wish I won the job, but um, me and Will, like, me we me Will and Joe, we all battled it out. And but I'd say like I was never like let's say when Will came in, like it was not like oh shoot, like I'm not like dang, like, but, like you gotta. I mean, I, like obviously you do want to play. I, like, you gotta compete, though. Yeah, you gotta compete, yeah. and I like that a lot. Like I would never, like let's say when the coaches were telling me a, co- a player's coming in, I'm not. Like, yeah, I mean, I, you would want it to be more favorable for yourself, obviously. But there's a bit of competition that I think a lot of a lot of people strive in competition. I think I do, and I think it better me as a football player. Even though I, even though I didn't win the job, I got a lot better in camp. What, well, do, you, what do you think Real you've quick.
0: got to okay. – well, One of the things I've learned, and I'm sure Bo obviously knows this too, being in Kroger Field's shadows, being a backup at Kentucky isn't a bad place to be. I mean, under Stoops, it feels like almost every quarterback, Will's the only one – that I can think of who it didn't come in as a backup and got forced into playing because someone got hurt. And obviously we hope that doesn't happen like mm. next year, the year after or whatever. But he does. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying though. But being a backup at Kentucky, if, I mean, if Bo Allen's your QB too, I mean, that's a pretty solid place to be. Huge. Especially when guys like Steven Johnson came in and played. Yeah. Even had a fucking wide receiver
1: come in and play. Yeah. You
0: know, so, I mean, obviously opportunity's still there.
1: Um, you lost my train of thought. Um so sorry. <laughs> okay, well we'll continue with the Kentucky thing. You got your first touchdown for the yeah. University of Kentucky. Growing up, I don't know, did you were you a UK fan?
4: Hundred percent, yeah. So Every,
1: how special was that moment?
4: It was pretty cool. I um just you think about I think like when that kind of stuff happens and you get your first touchdown. I remember when you probably first started playing football at Kentucky, like you think about the times where you started working really hard and what you I know you weren't thinking about Kentucky football <laughs> when you were growing up, but I'm saying like, like a lot of I'm moments a lot of it. moments kinda of, like cultivate where you think in your mind yeah. like when you're settling down after the game or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like we were killing New Mexico State. I know like it wasn't the biggest moment of the game by any means, but still, an, still, accomplishment, man, still an accomplishment man, still an accomplishment.
1: I remember when I was growing up, I obviously would always watch Australian rules football. And lucky enough to get drafted into that league. And the first game that I got to play was against my favorite all-time player. Oh, and man. the first thing he did was he punched me in the gut so hard and it hurt because I pushed him. And he whacked me. And I'm like, well, that's a nice introduction to my favorite ever player. Yeah. And then the first time I touched the ball, I kicked a goal. And, dude, I almost broke down in tears because it's like, as you say, like you you watch there. football your whole life and you grow up and you're like, that would be so cool. Then you start to think like it's a realistic chance it may be happening. Then it does happen then your ultimate like moment lives out and you're like well oh, that might be it for me like I'm happy with that shit so i'm sure you felt I mean, you got a lot more to prove and i'm sure that moment yes. was was very special for you
4: yeah it was fun yeah, it definitely was one of the definitely my favorite
1: game of the year probably you gonna personally. get You gonna get a little picture framed or something of you going over the goal line i would
4: i don't know i don't, I don't think i have one there's was – you know jacob noger he takes enough great pictures so yeah. we, we we're definitely blessed with him but. all right
1: question that i like to ask all qbs because i think it would be so cool as a punter we don't get to do anything but you get to do a bunch of cool things okay firstly checking out of things and tapping your helmet you've got four options okay what's your favorite checking out and tapping the helmet or like whatever you guys do for a check one just the cadence in general just being able to do the cadence is really really cool okay three is just calling the guy in just with just like a little hand signal, and I don't know if you're allowed to do this in college, but for NFL, it's cool. It's just seeing it, looking around. Rodgers does it a lot, looking around, looking around. Best quarterback walks off and just timeout. Oh, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just call the timeout. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's your favorite of the four?
4: I definitely say like with our offense, we have those kind of those pro like mannerisms that we have with uh, like I'm tapping your head, and we have two different types of calls that flip a play or change a play. I think. And when we do that, we kind of have a little bit of a hard count to start out with, and we do like like we do the whole Ooh, kind the of NFL like so, yeah. whitey whitey so, and if you, I think once you get a guy on a hard count, like when you get somebody in practice, that's one of the
1: best, like because it's just yes. you, like
4: it's just your voice, like your my voice got like, yeah. like it's just. It's, I love having hard counts and doing that kind of stuff. We
1: did a hard count once for field goal, and I got him to jump so much yeah. times that <laughs> yeah. year; it was so good. It's, and like, you just scream it, and they just go, "Oh." So you okay? Dwight, ca- I want you to do this. Talk us through the the play call comes in from Liam Cohen. You're in the huddle. Give us the play. What a play call might be. Go up. Give us a hard count. Then give us the other. Give us the rest of the cadence, and then whatever the fuck you do to finish. I want to hear this. This no, is good. I, I Please,
4: you, all right, all right. I'll see. This I'll is good. Say, People will enjoy this listening. Because we, we did have some pretty – I think it's pretty cool. Like, they, you know, the NFL, the play names get pretty
1: long. Yes, and, and yes.
4: Coach Cohen definitely pushed it down a lot to make it easier on all of us.
1: Give us one. Those. Give us one. All right, we're in the huddle. I'm Coach Cohen. I've I'll just pulled it. I'm, long, just, I'm giving to, you I'll the number the on the shape, and you yeah, you got, to pull, yeah, you got yeah. to pull that up. I was
0: about to say, there's that scene from Hard Knocks where Gruden's talking to a guy I mean, yeah. trying to get him to repeat the was play. Was it Peterman
1: or someone? Or he had no it idea. Th-
0: it was maybe – I phew. think it was like the 2002 one when he was with the Raiders or the Bucs. It was someone who was just sorry, as could be. And they just – he was like, mm-hmm. they, they couldn't
1: I thought it was Peterman.
0: They couldn't even get, like, five players through. And he's like, say the yeah. play. Yeah. And so I feel like that would be one of the most stressful things because as someone who loses, well, a
1: train of a, thought halfway we, through. We weren't breaking news, but, Bo, you can confirm or deny this. So, apparently, a couple times in the early games, Will and Coach Cohen were quite on the same page of what the signals were coming in, and it would be like – now, this might be completely off, but I think I'm close to Well, the that point. was evident with the 17, 17 top page, 17 bottom page, 17 third, whatever yeah, the pages yeah, are. Top, yeah, top, And middle, bottom. Will, he'd call 17 third page or whatever, yeah. and Will would just read 17 from the top page, and the wrong plays were getting run. And he was like, well, what was that? Yeah. And they, then, is that true, or you, you don't want to say, or...? I mean – I've heard that's like, true, so – Well, the, <laughs> the one thing to me that would be evident of that was when Stoops – Bo was, nodded for those listening.
0: <laughs> well, it was like when Stoops was well, – Missouri, when he was trying to take the knee, Will was, and he just went down real quick, and
1: Stoops was like,
2: kill fucking
4: time,
0: yeah, yeah, and yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. oh, oh, my bad, my yeah.
1: bad, so. Okay, can you give us one?
4: Yeah, I just pulled – pull Oh, down, here we go. So give us the name, give us the song.
1: number and the page and all that kind of stuff.
4: All right, so this one – Just Whatever you do, don't describe th- the play I'm trying
1: to – I'm about to go down in Luke Fortner center soon, if you want me to, <laughs> just to really get you involved. Okay,
4: this is a long one. This one is okay. – he's, he's got the uh, – No, the no, ball. no.
1: Hey, hey, hey. No, just reading it out. I'm in the huddle. You've got to convince me that this play is going to work. I'm one yeah. Dale. He's in the offseason. Yeah. All right.
4: F shorty to spread left stack. Three jet Z start drive. I'm on one. Which right. side
1: do I go to? My so left? You're, you're the F. Uh, so, yeah. No, the, F's, no, I'm on the, the right. F's away from the uh, strength, so you would be on the right. Okay. Spread well, you've got to run the left. play, though. I, we can't run the play. Up. What do you mean? No, well, I'm Wandao. down. I'm, well, this is the huddle. This is when I say to you, I don't know what side I'm on. What do you say?
4: I'll, I'll kind of guide, I'll guide okay, you. And I'll be right, like, oh, right, you. Right, right. I'm you're, out there. Yeah, I'm out there. The now what? Right. All right, now. So, uh, yes, yeah, so on this play. Yep, so, you on the center?
1: No, I'm in the gut. Okay. The gun. All right. It's just a drop back last
4: play. Okay. You're running like a.
1: No, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter about me now. Right, continue, continue the cadence. I'm watching this
4: happen. so stupid. This one's just set up. That's the cadence. I'll say uh, when we when we go on these. Give me a hot count. It's just a run play.
0: Don't worry about it. Give it's me a hot count.
4: So there's some like I'll say there's on run plays what on some run plays what we do we can, so it's like let's say trips right wolf can sparrow. Okay. So wolf is outside zone. Nice to and the wolf, out, yeah. Outside zone to the left. Trips right. A you have
0: three wide receivers on the right side. Yeah. Of the yeah. Full and and right there's side so a tight end attached
4: on the right side. Okay. See, got one. Yeah. So wolf is outside zone yep. to the left without a tight end. And then sparrow. Now you wolf it.
0: So that's 10 well, personnel no, after Wolfson. Oh. Yeah, and then,
4: and then so, right, so, is that the thing? No, 11, personnel? 11 personnel. We got oh, a tight end. Oh, you is got it? one tight end. Yeah, one tight end. I thought you had no tight end. end. One one that. That. Yeah, 11. Yeah, yeah. 11. Yeah. And uh, so Sparrow is just outside zone to the right with an attached tight end because we got the tight end and trips. Catch. Attached. Okay. Trips okay. right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what we'll do, so Wolf is the first play. We'll be like, suck, by the suck, and do the, do the, do the case. Try to You can try to get him to jump off. And then, depending on what we get, there's a bunch of different tells depending on the game. We can either, if we're going to stick with Wolf, we'll say, like, we're good, we're good. So, you get
1: to call out the mic. No, we don't. We don't, oh, do you that. don't do the mic. Okay.
4: And then, but if we want to can it, you, you, you kind of get okay, up for can. a second. You can can. Yeah. And we say turbo set we're rolling. Turbo set would mean
1: you just go the other way.
4: No, or no, no. The can can means you're, means we're running Sparrow. We're going the other way.
1: Oh, so you've got two options in the thing. Yeah. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. All right. What's your? That was good. That was good. What's your? What's your favorite play of the whole year? Like, what's your? What was the one where you were like, this is pretty. This like be o- cool. Like offensive play. Yes.
4: Like okay. the. No I, no, I thought you were saying, like, the biggest moment. Oh, no. I, I yes, like, no, offensive well, I was say play. Like I thought you were going to say, like, defensive. Against Florida, so, correct, yeah, correct, it, yeah. yeah.
1: All right, offensive play, yes. Like the play itself or just how it ended just up? Just not how it ended up. Just, like, um, what they put in in practice, and even if you didn't yeah. run it, you're like, this will be cool, and I bet you, like, this will work, and it will be fun.
4: One thing that I comes straight up to my mind at first, when we were playing Missouri, it was about, like, I don't know the exact downs, it was late in the game, it was third down, and we, needed, we, we were up at the time. Remember Wanda, or Will threw like a fade route to Wanda, man-to-man, one to And it high. came across the field. Yep, Yep. Yeah, it was a wonderful throw, great route. But that week we knew, like, Missouri plays a lot of man-to-man. And you, when you have a single high, man-to-man, those kind of fade routes are great. But it's just, it's like one-on-ones. There's nothing else. We just got to protect and protect the quarterback and just make him throw and catch. And we were working on those throws all week. And on that play, there's a bunch of different options we can do. You got, so the, there's two slot fade routes from the number twos. It's empty, like there's empty. And then... But that moment comes to mind because we worked on those fade routes so much that week, and that was one of the biggest plays in the game, kind of like the nail in the coffin for them. I think they ran out of timeouts after that, and we could start kneeing. But Um, that play comes to mind.
1: True or not true, as our great coach says, did he walk into the huddle at one stage this year? I think it was early in the year. And he – because he doesn't know what the offensive plays are really because he doesn't get involved. But apparently, and you may not have seen this, but I think you wear the headset sometimes maybe. Yeah, I, I started wearing the headset he, I think like week four. He walked four. into the huddle and he said to Cohen, I want this, this, and this. And it was. And he's like, do you have anything like that? He's like, yeah, I can call that. Called the play. It was a touchdown. And he apparently walked past Cohen, winked at him, and said, maybe I should be OC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true I'm or not true? I, I, it, it, I'm telling you it happened, but. Yeah, so i, yeah, I can not remember. Oh, Stoops, Stoops exactly you that one? Huh? He really yeah, yeah that Stoops, one? Stoops has texted me that one about twenty <laughs> times.
4: That's he loves uh, I mean there was a couple times like last year. I I can definitely think of times like that. Yeah. He can he just feels the game so well, you know, like I bet like he knows defenses, he he keeps up with everything you,
1: obviously. But. You can't like obviously reveal too much because I can imagine there'd be some crazy things said in the headset. What's one of the like what's something you maybe could share of what you've heard on the headset? Is there anything? <laughs> or is it just <laughs> wild know, language?
4: It's it gets pretty nuts sometimes. Does it? Yeah, but. Who's, that, who, honestly, who's the
1: worst on it? Is it Stoops? Because he gets pretty fired up.
4: Um, he, he does get pretty fired <laughs> up. So Big, Biggie, Biggie S gets pretty fired up. Yeah. He yeah. does. Um, that's everybody – Coach Mario gets into it a little
0: bit.
1: He does, but doesn't he? But
4: everybody's, everybody's trying to keep pretty cool. Okay. Most of the time. So,
0: so here's my question, sort of for the both of you. One thing I've noticed about kind of being friends with Max and obviously going out of time or two and seeing you t- – what is it about punters and kickers being really good friends with backup quarterbacks? Like, what is it – and we've asked this question before, and Max and Miles kind of joke with me about, like, how some of the guys don't really like to hang out with them outside of football. But I know you two hang out. What is it about punters and backup quarterbacks that you all just become friends? Is it because a lot of time on the sidelines or
4: – I don't know what, this, what the origin of it is, but I, I, ever since I got there – we, me and Max became good friends. I've been friends with Colin Goodfellow and Wilson Berry. We've been we've been coming good friends ever since Thanks. he came to Kansas City. Thanks, Scalzo and Goodfellow in the portal. You're hurting. I
1: know. But, uh, <laughs> and Wilson Berry with the kid too. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. I
4: Probably won't get to see him much. Yeah. <laughs> anymore either. But, <laughs> I
1: think like, it it's like like you're just I think it's the Max fact it. that I think it's the fact that obviously as specialists we get to stand around a lot, mm-hmm. so we get to go. So during practice I can go wherever. And the two main groups that really don't do a whole lot at stages during practice is O-line when they have, like, some time off.
0: And you're really good friends with a bunch of O-line. Yeah, yep.
1: and the backup QBs, because if, if the ones are in, I can go talk to the twos, threes guy, whoever. And if the twos guy's in, I'll go talk to the threes and ones guy. And particularly with Sawyer, I like to, like, as much as I didn't know a thing about football, I like to be like, all right, this week this is kind of what we're doing and seeing if it would happen. So I'd go up to Sawyer or whoever and be like, What's going on this week? Like, tell me some stuff that we're going to do. And he'd be like, well, you're not going to understand it, but, okay, this is the general concept. I'm like, all right, cool. And then we just end up talking for the whole time. That's and awesome. then so, to the extent where sometimes they're like, Sawyer, you got to go in. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, just send someone else it in. It sounds I keep like talking punting
0: is the greatest life of all time. I'm also, a lot, of,
1: a lot of Sundays at Tin Roof are spent with backup quarterbacks. Yeah, so. yeah I'd imagine. Yeah. What's what's been a moment for you? So growing up in Lexington, what's been a moment? By the way, just very quickly on this podcast, the first ever high school football game I went to, Bo Allen was the quarterback at. So there you go, Bo. There you go. You I guys didn't lost. Know to, that. You lost to Frederick Douglass. Uh, it, oh, was yeah. year, yeah. it was freezing cold. Yeah. There was a
4: lot of uh, Frederick Douglass. We had a lot of great players
1: too. But that, yeah. that was a good game. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, co- I covered a couple of your games when I was at uh, the news station. Um,
1: so. so growing up in Lexington, big Kentucky fan. What was the moment for you where like? It just seemed what was really cool, like what was the moment where you were like that's actually like pretty cool what I'm doing right now, or maybe like you saw someone or you met someone or you did something where you didn't never thought you'd do before like- yeah
4: that's it when the day I got offered by Kentucky was pretty like is like at the time I had an offer from Bowling Green in Eastern Kentucky, the time I got an offer from Kentucky was pretty big because I've been a Kentucky fan my whole life. was it like a big surprise for you or was it one of those things you were waiting on no I wasn't a surprise, like I definitely but what was, I was not expecting it. Like I, I mean, at the time, I remember Coach Henshaw was there, and we were – he came and watched me. He, I went to a couple camps a lot, but he came and watched me throw at my high school, and then the following Monday they ended up offering me. I mean, I thought, like, some would happen. I mean, they'd keep in touch somehow. I didn't know if they were going to offer me then. I thought at some point I thought I did pretty well when he saw me throw. But I, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't expecting it. It was kind of going with the flow of, of things mm-hmm. at the time. but. That, that was a big moment to me, probably. Like, that kind of took me out as almost being a fan as much because I wanted to – you yeah. know, when you're being yeah. recruiting, it's like and recruiting. And you're, You think about other schools, you think of it as a different way as I did when I was in sixth, seventh grade when I was the biggest fan in the world. Yeah. You know you what d- I'm
1: saying? Your dad was the Kentucky quarterback. Is there any uh, rivalry – I mean, you two are very nice human beings, so there probably isn't, whereas I think some other father-son relationships would be a big – is there any sort of rivalry between how either of you have gone at quarterback so far?
4: I'd say maybe a little bit, but my dad—he's always been—he's never like he wouldn't care if I played no at sports all in in my life. Yeah. or not. I'm just saying football. Like he would—he's never, you know, even though he played football obviously, but he would, never would. I could do it. Like he—he he never pushed me to do anything with sports. Does I mean, he? Does he, he break it down sports, after the
1: game? Do you just have to go? If I, if I if
4: I, I talk to him about it, but he wouldn't. He does sometimes, but he's never like. I, like, he would never be like, hey, Bo, like, you need to go throw. You need to do this. You need to do this for football or something. Like, it was never like okay. that. And I appreciate him so much for that, too.
1: What about uh, growing up? What was the motivation behind yourself playing? We ask every single guest this. Yeah. What was the motivation behind playing? What What kind of drives you each and every day?
4: I'd say the biggest thing that drive me was how much I fell in love with football. I'd say, like, around eighth grade to freshman year, I really started, like, wanted to learn more about the game and not just play it. And uh, – that, I mean, just how much fun I was having playing the game definitely was a big drive for me. And then my family and uh, – I know, like, my dad – like, just we, – we've been such big U.K. fans my whole life. I've always wanted to be a, be a U.K. football player, play college football. And I'd say maybe the little kid that I was looking back on it was definitely a big motivation for me and, like, seeing where I was you know, like, when I was so little thinking about how how difficult that probably could be or – like. The players seem like superstars when you're such a young age. And I'd say that, like, my little self, my, like, elementary school self probably was a big driving factor for myself.
0: Here's my question for you really quick because, you know, I told Cash that we're about from the same area. I kind of split the difference between Eastern Kentucky and Lexington. Um, Growing up, was there any game, Kentucky game, that you went to that you remember? And this is probably going to hit me in a sweet spot. What – who was some of your favorite Kentucky Wildcats that you watched yeah. when you were growing up as well?
4: The earliest memories are probably got be like Dickie Lyons. or oh, yeah. uh, so was a big Hunter. Keenan Burton guy. Keenan Burton, yeah. He loves I loved Keenan. Them too. Like Keenan B- too. Stevie Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Derek Locke. Yeah. yeah, you know. he's Derek Locke. Big
0: day. Derek Locke needs more recognition Drew's, than he does. Drew's gets. dad, right? No. No, no. no. So where, where uh, Derek, what position did Derek Locke play? Uh, Quarterbacks. Yep, okay. that's
4: it. But running no, good running back. Oh, okay. it's really good running
0: back. Oh, it's good
1: running back. I know. I, know I, I, I was a big
4: Andre Woodson fan, too, of yeah, course.
1: Yeah, of Yep. He played quarterback. Yeah, he did. Good good player. You know him? Big uh, – who else have we had in the past? He's the current – Patrick Tolls. Yeah. Hey, Patrick was – he – no, I was going to say, didn't
0: he – he went and coached in Paris for a little bit, Patrick?
5: Yeah, he was
4: – I don't know if he coached for high school. I know he was doing some quarterback stuff. Yeah. John Samro, he was a good
0: player. player. Yeah. Yep. Neil Brown was pretty solid. John well. Slarman. Yeah.
1: Uh, you Mason running, Wolf. You're running this segment for us, by the way. <laughs> We're trying to fanboy, and you do not care. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> I didn't grow up watching too many Kentucky games. So, All right, Shame.
0: So this bar's getting this pretty rowdy. This bar's pretty getting rowdy.
1: So we might wrap this up in a second. High school quarterback. This is one of the coolest things that I've always wondered. Okay, we watched the movies back in Australia, and like. As much as it probably seems normal to you, clearly there's not, like, the percentage of high school quarterbacks that would make Power 5 schools would be, let alone SEC, would be obviously minuscule, okay? When you walk around high school, or when you were walking around high school, uh, do you just walk down, like, the the corridor... Letterman jacket over the shoulder, aviators on, just pointing at people, giving them the pistols, <laughs> and walk in the class, put the feet up on the desk and just do no work and didn't just like, like, how is the life of a high school quarterback that is about to go to an SEC school?
0: His hometown SEC school for Correct. Its worth.
4: I mean, I guess it's pretty much probably a letdown, is <laughs> what, you, what you're <laughs> saying it is. But, no, I mean, it's just a.
1: Did you do any, did you do any homework? Yeah, I, I did homework. Yes, I did.
4: I did.
0: See, he doesn't this is it. the problem with Bo You, is can't, like, you can't get it No, him. but he's
1: actually being truthful though And that's what disappoints me Is because he doesn't take advantage of the stardom that he would have had I, wouldn't, I may not have turned up to school ever Besides football <laughs> practice If I went to class, I'd be like What are you going to do? Well, that's play? very evident Because I know some of the people who had class with you And what, they said they did your homework What so. are you going to do, not play me? Like, what are you going <laughs> to do? So, I'm sorry But I, that's that was no, no, what that's I would right. have done But okay. that's not you, is it? No <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. How,
0: how was it when you were recruiting? Because when you got recruited in that class, you were one of the first ones to commit, obviously being a Kentucky kid, and you were very instrumental in getting some guys here. Um, I mean, Wandale didn't come here right away, which I'm sure had to suck for you because he pulled the wool over our eyes, but you helped to get guys like Justin Rogers in and stuff like that. So kind of how was that, knowing you had a year left of high school and you're the face of Kentucky's recruiting class and – just kind of how, how was it managing that with your senior year and cameras on, you know, all, all that sort of stuff?
4: Yeah, I'd say, like, definitely on Saturdays like on home game days, th- those are some more fun moments I can remember of just our classes, we were all getting together. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys would be in town for those. But I'd say, like, you got to – also with all the stuff going on with Kentucky football, you got to really – at the time, you got to focus on your team, your high school team too. That's yeah. probably the biggest priority at the time, winning those games. And, and – being the best player for your teammates but it's like a balance is definitely what you would need you know yeah. like on Friday like when it's it's on Saturdays when you're like then playing foot, like when you don't have anything to do maybe go to the UK game or hang out with some guys coming in out of town for you visit the UK then then that's time to like you, like, you, know, you have to like think about I guess you're You lay off your high school
1: game. I was going to say like that's.
0: that's You you know what I want
1: you to do right now, and this is going to be tough for you because you never do it. Say something mean about me. Tell me something you don't like about you. Yes, something (laughs) because you never say mean things to anyone. You're (laughs) always so positive. On my head. Give me something. Just say, even if you don't believe it, just say something mean about me.
4: There's no point in saying something I don't believe in. (laughs) Come on. Okay, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of something. there's not a mean
1: bone in his body. Like he can't say. Just say something. Old. Old. Doesn't wash his hair. That hurts. You, what, what are you, you think I'm old? How old are you now? You think I'm old? <laughs> how, how old are you? Now? That hurts, Bo. I'm 28. <laughs> I'm 28. Yeah. I'm young, right? Yeah. You're 28. So I am young. <laughs> I thought thank you were 30. You. I'm not old anymore. I'm young. <laughs>
4: <laughs> thank you. Whenever, whenever you start playing football, then that's when you get young. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Yes, actually, in the life of everyone else, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, next three years, you can be as aspirational as you want. Where? What's the next three years going to look like, for Bo Allen?
4: Yeah, so I'm gonna work as hard as I can this offseason. I'll be the best quarterback I can be from spring to fall camp. If that's the two. I'll, like, with that being the two, I'll be the best quarterback I can be with the twos and work with Will and just keep on grinding. And then also, um, once Will's gone, I'll be the guy.
0: I was gonna say that's that one was of the so. Be-
1: he wrote that down and brought it in his pocket. Didn't I do want to <laughs> say that's one of the best
0: things about I think Kentucky's quarterback room is there's a lot of continuity, a lot of good relationships and understanding what the roles are, whose time is going to be when. That's one of the things I've seen, and you know, obviously brag about my Packers. That's one of the best things that's, that they yeah. do. Obviously Aaron Rodgers could have got pissed if they took love, but, you know, there's a balance. There's a good relationship there in that quarterback room, and I think it obviously is helping. It's benefiting everybody.
1: Who were the, who were the best leaders this year for us? Because I wasn't there, and so you lost a great – Punting leader. Who were who the best you, leaders? Josh
4: Paschal. Yeah, I mean, you of, of course. I uh, both see that one. Josh yeah. Paschal was definitely the biggest leader of the team, and then um, so Will did a great job with our offense and leading us. And Fortner, obviously, he's yeah. been there for so long, so you know you can't, yeah. you can't
1: you can't you can't help but be a great leader. So Chris what wasn't a, a good leader. <laughs> no, no, Chris was. What fine. about um, last? Well, we'll go we'll go with two more. So, Brent, if you've got one, Okay explain to people and because you've got the perfect example of this because you came in during the really hard COVID restrictions and then this year was I'm guessing maybe not quite normal but like 99% normal yeah how shit was the first year and now you're never going to say it's shit but like you probably didn't know any better when you Mm -hmm. first came in and then now that you've seen how this year operated, how much better is football and how much enjoyable is oh college football gosh. when, like, it's just I mean, it's like – It's night
4: and day. Just the away games, like the catwalks, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, it's truly incredible. Like, yeah. like the first game this year felt like my first game ever. Yeah. yeah. The only game, like, that last year, it's the COVID year, where like, I was like – I'm going to say the only game where – like, on these games this year, when you're playing at South Carolina or you're playing at Georgia – like you're just, like every once in a while, you're just like, "Wow, this place this is, is, awesome. is crazy. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. awesome." Yeah. Like the like right when you get out there, the music's going. Yeah. But I mean, I'd say, I mean you, you could you could tell the difference from non-COVID to COVID. Like I remember when we played at Auburn the first game of the year. We ended up losing it's to them. So crazy. Like that that was one of the only games. Like I'd say that whole year were like. I could catch myself just looking around. You know yeah. what I am saying? Like I'd be like, "Wow, like this place is unbelievable." Absolute like, bullshit. That game was at noon, by the way. Just went the. It up. was a, it was eleven. It was good, yeah, they're good. Yeah, it should have been 11. a night game. Yeah, that it was one was good point bullshit. in that
1: game. That's about that was our only highlight. And Cavassie's run. Yeah. Yeah. We
4: start we started out pretty high. Man. Yeah.
1: So I agree. Like. Genuinely, the only consideration that I thought about of coming back was the fact that I had to finish my last ever season in the COVID yeah, year. And it was just so boring, dude, and terrible and so hard to get into it. So I'm glad that you've got to experience yeah. what real SEC football is like. Because like, the Georgia game was unbelievable.
4: Yeah, like you can – it's not like getting up for a game, but like, like I said at the Georgia game, like I'll catch myself really just on this like – on the sidelines, if there's, like, a timeout or something, I'm just, like, looking yeah. around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, like
1: yeah. so I'm a kid and just, like, looking around at the stadium. You and know? the like, walkout, help walkout anticipation of knowing yeah. there's about to be a packed crowd yeah. away or oh even at gosh. home, like, it's it. like, dude, let's get going. Whereas yeah. the COVID year, it was like, uh, you know, here we like, go. I
0: was about yeah. to ask that, too. If I'm not mistaken, your first on-field experience was against Alabama, right? It was. Or I, I, Van-
4: Vanderbilt was a week right before Alabama. I That's played right. That's right. That's right.
0: So and then you went and played to Alabama. Yes. How was that? You you've played maybe a few snaps the week mm-hmm. before, and now you're going and facing Nick Saban's defense. Yeah. Obviously, it's different because Bryant Denny was probably empty. But yeah. how was that? You're just thrusting into the fire against them. Yeah, like,
4: they had. I was in there for I think two drop, two or three drives, mm-hmm. and the first drive I was out. This like I mean, well, regardless of whoever they had, ones, twos, threes, they were they were great. Oh, yeah. I remember like my first play. It was. I could throw, like, it was a you know, three-by-one little co- pass concept and just how quick things were moving. Like, I, I took two sacks in my two drives, and I, like, pumped the throw two times, and if I, if I threw it, I probably would have thrown a pick both times. Yeah. So, like It's just, I was like, it, but that was great for me. That was one of my, like, just singing out, like, I mean, I didn't play much that game or anything. But, but just you had, got it out of the had way. Had experience and playing with those guys, and when I was so young, I didn't get to play all, I definitely didn't get to play that much, and I didn't have as much reps with, like, ones, twos at the time. So just the speed of the game and everything, and being that experience, playing the national champions—it's like I would do it over and over again, regardless of the result. But I always wish it was better, obviously. Yeah. 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 Sixty points was rough. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything
1: else? I'm I'm good.
0: If unless you want to insult them some more, yeah. I mean.
1: Come on, Bo. You know that I love you. Right. You know that you know that we we've, we've always mean well for you. Yeah. I've put my arm around you at many bars before, <laughs> and we've had a good time. <laughs> He's 19, dude. Come on. <laughs> all right. We we're good? Yeah, we're
0: good. All right. Thanks, Bo. Thank you all. Right. Well, Bo was fun. You obviously insulted
1: him the entire time, which... Uh, we did. Are you We? Well, it the was the you. Sometimes when he gets talking, I just start laughing because, like, the thing when he said about Sanford and Belmont... Firstly, Belmont don't have a football team, <laughs> so how does he get confused... And he's like, well, they wear the same colors. So many teams wear blue, red, and white. Like, what's he talking about? I've got about? no idea. But what cracked me at the
0: most, too, is you were like, he doesn't say a bad thing about anyone. And then we got off of the, the show, and then we just started talking, hanging out. And we mentioned a few people, and there was a
1: time you would dog on someone, and I would dog on someone. And then even then, Bo was just like, oh, you know, he's, he's a... He's a good guy. Doesn't have a bad bone in his body. I love Bo. But no. honestly, uh, great guy around the locker room, as we always give our little spiel about yep. the people. Great guy around the locker room. Like you he said, mm-hmm. he's been mentored by some great quarterbacks, uh, including Thoy Smith, Yep, uh, which is awesome. So, And um, he actually
0: hangs out with you, he unlike do- the other guys with He the does show.
1: actually hang out with me. And I just thought it was funny when we asked him to read a play, uh, play uh, the playbook. He couldn't come up with one off the top of his head, so mm-hmm. he's clearly been studying it a lot. He had to actually go into his phone and have a look. Well, it's the offseason. It's okay. But... Bo's done, and we're now on to probably the most special guest we have had this whole year. The
0: genuinely
1: most anticipated guest. We've been building this up for weeks. Correct. It is probably one of the all-time moments in Pinot Deep history. Uh-huh. The winners of the retweet ball uh-huh. that is going to be shown to be existed this year. Yep. Uh, you're going to get that in a second. We're going to show Perfect. it to you guys. Um, welcome Brandon and his son Jackson. Yep. Hello. Hello.
0: Lots of hard work went into this, a lot of retweeting,
1: a lot of retweeting. Jackson, how excited are you to be on the show? Good. You're, you're very excited. How old are you?
2: Five.
1: Okay, Five. and Brandon, how old are you? I'm 35. There you go. There you go. It's a good combination. They've got the Wildcats uh, jackets on here. I'll grab that ball for you real quick, and you'll be able to prove to everyone that this ball does exist. So there you go, guys. There's the ball. You got, say? you got everyone Thanks. on there. You got Mark Stoops, Josh Pascal, Chris Rodriguez, Will Levis, all the stars there. Who's your favorite, Jackson? Do you have a favorite? Mm. Who did we
5: meet at OVW one night? Mm. The Cash Daniel? Mm. You 12. did the L's Down did him, with him, didn't you?
2: Probably we, ju- we didn't.
5: Because
1: we weren't sure because we were only going to have current plays, But if you want us to get cash, we can get We, cash we actually got road. him
5: to sign a helmet that night. There him you. and That's I collect awesome. helmets. There and uh, I, I had happened to have it with me because I just picked it up. And we ran into him, so I ran out and got it, and he signed it for us. Do you have – now, do you have like all the helmet colors, or are they all blue? Or so uh, right now, I've got a blue one with Josh Allen awesome. on it, and nice. then I've got a uh, a white flex helmet. that's like a, it's called a hydro, yeah. and um, he signed the the front tab on the uh, the flex. That's awesome. So I've got those two far so far. We've been collecting NFL helmets for a while, and I've okay. been starting to want to get into Kentucky helmets next. Um, So, where are you from originally,
1: Louisville? Okay, and then uh, how long have you been UK fans for then? My wife. Okay, yeah, my dad
5: was raised in Louisville. Okay, and so why UK if you grew up in Louisville? Just you hate red? My dad. Okay. Yeah, my dad was a diehard red uh, Kentucky fan, and if I would have ever worn red, he would probably roll over in his grave right now. (laughs) My
0: question is, did you ever get teased at
5: school for being a Kentucky fan? Being from the Louisville area, or was it still pretty well balanced out? I, back then, it was well balanced out. Okay, yeah, good. there was a lot of Kentucky fans growing up. A lot of my friends were Kentucky fans, so it was there was no difference being a Kentucky fan to a Louisville fan. It there honestly, I would go. say, it's probably 55-45. There you go. It's pretty solid. Yep.
1: And uh, what? Give us your favorite all-time UK memory. Then from all, whether it's way back, whether it's this year, last year, it doesn't matter.
5: You know, I would probably say watching the '98 championship with my dad. Okay. Because uh, my dad passed away in 2000, uh-huh. and so I just. When I was growing up, we always went to games and stuff like that. And I remember going to football games and always going to the tailgates, playing out in the yard and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, that was one of our things that we always did. We always played sports. We always watched Kentucky. Yep. And um, I, that was really special to me. Yep. So that's one of the things that stands out to me the most. Okay. Uh, so the,
0: hold on. my question is, though, being a part of KSR, yep. what got you into KSR? How did you join this? It's The best way to describe it would be like a KSR family. What yep. got you into that? Cult. Uh, yeah, Colt is probably a
5: much better word. You know, in 2010, I worked um, in a retail store where a buddy of mine started to listen to it, and he got me into it. Day one. And and I, honestly, I've been listening since 2010. There, we there go. go. That's oh. before yep. even I did. That day yep. one. I started listening in like 2014.
1: Who, who was hosting Pin It Deep in back in 2010? I unfortunately, I <laughs> don't think anyone was.
0: I, I
5: believe we were we were holding the spot down for the random Australian punter. Uh, <laughs> okay, so football or basketball? Um, You know, growing up, I was more of a basketball fan, but honestly, I'd say within the last like 15 years, myself, I've become more of a football fan overall. Okay. Um, I love watching college and NFL. I mean, every day, Saturday, Sunday, I've usually got a TV with about eight or nine games going. Yeah. And um, so I'm more of a football fan as a whole. Okay. I mean, honestly, if I'm being honest, I'm not going to say that I wasn't paying attention to basketball. I just didn't religiously sit down and watch every minute of every game until the the Citrus Bowl was over. Yeah. What about
1: you, Jackson? Football or Basketball. Don't Which one's as- your don't, favorite? Don't fall asleep on us. Which one's your favorite? Come on, you got to talk.
2: Probably basketball.
1: Oh, who's your favorite basketball player this year then? Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom, Tom, is, Tom is very good. What about his brother Grady that shoots all the threes for us? Kellen Grady. What about him?
4: I mean,
2: he's pretty
1: good. Yes, he is pretty <laughs> all right. <laughs> have you gone to any games this year, Jackson? Football or basketball? Which ones have you gone to?
2: Basketball? Yeah,
1: which games? Mm. Did you go to the historic night where Zan Payne saved $225,000 for someone against uh, Mount St. Mary's? <laughs>
5: No. We went to the uh, the North Florida game. Okay. And then we went to the Georgia game in Athens for football. For yes, football, right. yeah. That
1: yeah. that atmosphere was electric. I it, was it was unbelievable. unbelievable. There as well. It was pretty.
5: Yeah. We actually started a. Uh, we're gonna do a road trip around the SEC. So okay. we're gonna hit one away game every year. Nice. Uh, him and I. And so we actually went down there. We found a lake that was just south of Athens. We camped for the week. We get down there on Wednesday. He was on spring bre- or fall break. Yeah. So we went down and camped for the week and uh, went up to the game. And we got there early in the morning. Went to game day until KSR started. Yeah. And we walked over to the library you saw a special game then that yeah. was
1: that was I mean obviously the the result was disappointing but I just thought like and you know Obviously played, but just being part of that atmosphere, I know you probably would have gone to the KSR pregame show. Yep. That atmosphere was unbelievable. It was. And then inside the stadium was crazy. Unfortunately, you didn't get the result. But uh, how special was that to spend that time with your son? You know,
5: honestly, I, it, it's been incredible. Um, you know, it, for me, he loves to play sports. He loves to watch it with me. Mm-hmm. And it's fun for us. Um, you know, this year was the first time I've really got to take him to a game. I took him to a jaguars Bengals game okay. a couple years ago before COVID. And he was still a little too young to really get into it. But he was – Every play he was standing up, he was cheering. Yep. Um, you know, he all the people around him wanted to take pictures with him because they just loved how much he was into the game. Yeah. Both basketball and football. What position are you going to play, Jackson, when you grow up? What do you basketball. play when we're at home? What do you play in football when we're at home? Um. Do you catch the ball? Yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> I did see a
5: video, though. On your You're Twittered about as
1: though. tall as Wanda Robinson, so maybe you could take <laughs> his position. <laughs> I, was to, I did see on your all's
0: Twitter a video of him punting, doing his yep. best, best uh, Max Duffy impression. Yep. I, you
1: know, maybe you gotta, he's got a future. You've got to set your sights a little higher than the punting position, I think. But if you if you want to do it, I can give you some lessons. There you go.
5: I'm going to brag on him for a second. He's kind of an athletic freak. There you go. There you go.
1: Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, another question that we've got for you guys today. Um, your thoughts on the Citrus Bowl. We haven't touched on it very much. Um, I know you guys are saying you watch from home. Yep. Um, we wanted to – somehow bring it into we didn't want to just waste it all yeah. like the one catch and all that kind of mm-hmm. thing I know it's been kind of beat to death a little bit at this stage but what do you guys think as fans of the citrus Bowl, and how happy was it how good was it to watch that win
5: you know it was it was very nerve-wracking I'm a very nervous fan and I get very you know fidgety whenever I watch um but it, it, there was a moment where I thought you know I, I kind of th- when we got the ball uh when we gave them the ball back it was third down I think it was third and short we had stopped them. I thought they were going to go for it, mm-hmm. and when they punted it, I, I had very good confidence in the fact that we could score. Before that, I, I was really nervous that they were going to try to go for it on fourth and short. And when I saw them punting, it was it was kind of exciting. They I knew they were going to trust their defense at that point because they had a great defense, yep. Yep. Um, and they had been stopping people all year. And the minute that they punted, I, I knew we were going to win, and I just had utmost confidence. And then when we had that one, I think it was like third and twenty-three. Yeah. Um, when he caught that pass, I was just it was unbelievable to watch. Unreal. Yeah. He made like. There was a lot of good
1: players out there. There was only one great player out there, Wandale. He made three great plays in that game, and it was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the, two of those catches, and then obviously the big play at the end was unreal. Yep. I still don't know. I don't know if I watched the replay because I was still jumping up and down my hotel room. I still don't know how that wasn't a tu- – like, was it a touchdown or no, for Wandale? Or was he short? He, he was short. short. Yeah. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Because
5: I thought touchdown, and then I came back, I'm like, we we'll are run another play. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, he, he. I think he was short by about half a yard. Okay. And then, honestly, I thought – whenever Robinson got hit in the backyard or the backfield at yes. 10 yards, yeah. I thought he was going to be, you know, I thought we were going to be down at that point, And he broke it unbelievably that he got in. Oh. So my question is to, and obviously like yourself, I
0: grew up a huge Kentucky fan season ticket holder, you know, did the whole thing and somehow got lucky enough to, to get into this. What did this season specifically, um, obviously another 10 win season, historical season, what did it mean to you uh you guys and just
5: how would you compare it to other seasons in the past well you know growing up I've had season tickets for a long time now mm-hmm. and growing up uh wait what section if you don't uh know? we were in 16 I believe okay. we're in the center of the end zone on the opposite of the yeah. uh the recruiting section Jackson did My you get on the field
1: for the Florida game this year did you get to go down on the field no
5: unfortunately we didn't get to go to that game oh, but we were sitting no. he was with me and we were sitting in the living room when it happened i've got a video of us can't uh, chanting c-a-t-s cats yeah. when everybody was on the field i've got a, a snapshot of that in the background yeah. of us doing it um it, it was money. exciting yeah I've, I've been here for every florida heartbreak and you know you always think that something's going to happen to lose and for us to finally pull one out like that granted we beat them in you know in yeah. florida a couple years ago mm-hmm. a few years ago but to watch them break that and, and win, it was it was a lot of fun. Awesome yeah, part. that that was the coolest moment of the year, I think, for me. Like just the
1: I, and I'm so sorry that you guys weren't there. But the three levels of noise you heard: Josh Pascal's fill, the block, the block, Trevon oh. catching it, and then Trevon running it to the house. Uh, it just went from decibels to decibels, to, and it was unbelievable. And like honestly,
5: it was just like such an emotional time for everyone. It yeah. was. It was. Awesome. I think the most. The loudest I've ever heard the stadium was when we were playing South Carolina. I believe it was Doug Dupree had the the return for uh, the pick six. And we were in the end zone that he scored in. And, I mean, I could feel the stadium – like we were all jumping up and down and I stopped for a second just to feel it. And you could feel everything shaking in that moment. And it was the loudest I'd ever heard it in that stadium. See,
0: that's the game I mentioned. This Florida game was different. But aside from this year, I always talked about – Everyone's like LSU 2007, Louisville 2007. That South Carolina game in 2014. Yep. Unbelievable atmosphere. It's a shame that Max wasn't around for for that one. He was
1: in Australia. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if you've listened to every
5: episode, but do you have a favorite guest that we've been able to have? Or do you just have a favorite Kentucky person in general this year? You know, I'll be honest with you. If I were going to say my favorite, I would probably say Wandel. Mm -hmm. Um, Just listening to all the guys talk, the way that you guys can have them open up. Because when they do radio interviews with with Matt, it's great. But they don't necessarily open up like they do with you because they know you. Yeah. Um, they feel comfortable in this setting, I believe. Yeah. And it just it, makes it more fun to listen. So for the It record, is a nice setting, isn't it? It is like a great the setting. couches, yeah. we get to sit back.
1: The two TVs right in front of you. Me and – I always joke with, like, Brent and Miles after we do the show. Miles apologizes for not being able to be here, but the snow. Yep. Um, we always have this thing where, like – and I've said this to you guys a few times. It's like the guys are kind of uptight at the start. And like, normally when I start asking questions, I'll be like sitting like this and we talk and we talk and talk. And then like, I'll sit back like this and then they'll sit back and put their arm over and then we're like, all right, let's go. Like, let's start talking about some good stuff. So it is good. And like we had Cash on before and Cash is like, it's great to be able to come on and just be able to talk as if we're talking in the locker room. Now, Jackson, I know he's your favorite player. Just wanna give you a little bit of a warning. (laughs) He said a a few words that you probably don't want to say, okay? So if your dad has to skip his interview and just tell you about it, that's probably smarter because Cash was in a mood today when he was on. It was was very, very good. It was he was really, really open and honest about lots of things. He just has a way of describing things that probably aren't always
5: the greatest. Pretty colorful things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But for the record I want to say Pin It Deep better than Matt show. Is that what I'm hearing?
5: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Don't get me wrong. We listen to, to Go Cats Radio is what he calls it. We listen to it every yeah, day. there we go. But I enjoy listening to the Pin It Deep podcast. Okay, so
0: now – Kind of going off your question, least favorite member of Pennant Deep. If you want to say Miles, because he's not here completely. <laughs> you understand. know
5: what we'll say, we will say Miles because if he's going to blame it on the <laughs> snow, it is all melted by now. It's Correct. forty degrees outside at <laughs> this yep. point, and it's all melted. Correct. I don't think there was a piece of snow on the on the road whenever I was coming here. I agree. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There you go. Agree. Cop that, Miles. Yep, Cop that. Take it. Hey,
1: Jackson, we've got one more question for you. What are you going to be when you grow up? Are you going to be a football player? or what are you going to be a sportsman? You're going to be an astronaut. What are you going to be? <laughs>
0: Say something, buddy. Okay. It's a loaded of right, It's yeah, a, it's of a of very tough
1: question to answer just on the spot. I know you've got a lot to think about. Because if you think about it, Max, it even Probably think a you football think it, player. There we go. An Australian rules football player. Yes, I agree. Australian <laughs> rules. I, that's very good. Have you ever been to Australia, Jackson? Would you like to go? Do you know anything about Australia at all? Nothing. Not even an animal, nothing. You need need to play him Finding
0: Nemo. That way he can – Oh, we've watched a million times. Then there we go.
1: What about Bluey? Bluey's pretty good, isn't it? Have you watched Bluey before? Lots of people talk to me about Bluey. What is Bluey? Bluey's good, isn't it? What's Bluey? Yeah, Bluey the Australian Shepherd, correct? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know what that is. I've Um, seen it
1: from him watching it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So we've got a couple minutes left. We're going to throw it open to you. you got a special chance here to just ask the, ask us any questions you want or even just take the show where you guys want to go to. Uh, I don't know if you've thought about it. I'm sorry if I put you on the spot. We've got a couple minutes here, and we're going to be done. This is pretty much the wrap-up of our season, so we're very happy to have you guys. We're, sure. We're th- we thank you very much for retweeting as we do all yeah, our yeah. guests. That was awesome. I think we had some massive weeks where we had a million retweets. We had so many guys, people that have listened in, and we appreciate it. It's great to have some, one of our listeners on, so
5: take it away no i appreciate it so one of my questions i had for you actually the one that i tweeted that day for the contest was who was it that you learned the most about american football from as far as the x's and o's goes because i i mean i've listened to you on ksr i've listened to you on here and it it seems like you know a ton about american football (laughs) even though you say that you don't but a lot of the things that you talk about i mean i've been watching football since i was a, a a a toddler yeah so I mean I I don't know a lot of the X's and O's because I played a little bit growing up but not a ton yeah um, but you seem to know a lot about it as far as the ins and outs um I think
1: I always say I don't know a whole lot. whole I think like with most sport like generally you pick up things that you know are gonna work not work and then you know obviously I didn't have to practice a lot so while all the other guys were off goofing around and I don't get me wrong I goofed around a little bit but I actually really enjoyed watching practice for me, it was interesting because I didn't know anything that was going on from the start and I always wanted to learn. So we were talking about it before with Bo, like why were we such good friends with the backup quarterbacks? Well, every time when practice was going on and I had nothing to do, I'd go talk to Sawyer Smith or I'd go talk to Bo or I'd go talk to one of the old linemen and be like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? All this kind of thing. And I guess I learned a lot from the players, but then I learned a lot off Coach Hood and mm-hmm. then Coach Matt Sackis because um, I think the reason why we were so successful if you want to take away from maybe my ability to kick the ball in a few different ways was the fact that we put so much time and effort into the way that we were going to punt and how we were going to attack the team most teams just go well we're just going to throw back there and kick it and just see what happens we put a lot of time and effort into it so um i don't know i mean i don't think i still know a whole lot but i definitely had some great special teams coaches and then just spending time at practice talking to the guys um was fun but also so like I'm like any sports fan would be. If you like it, and obviously if you're a part of the team, you want to jump right into it and be like, I'm not just here to do one job. Like I'm here to be a part of the team and be part of everything. And If we're running certain offenses this week, I want to judge for myself if I think they're working or not. Or if we're running a certain defense or whatever. like I went in for the Mississippi State week, because I've been helping out a little bit with the team, and um, talked to Coach White and Coach Summerall. Now, Granted, it didn't work great. (laughs) But we talked about the defensive scheme against someone like Leach. And, like, for me, I don't know a whole lot, but, like, it's just fun to listen to those guys and work out what we're going to do and how we're going to try to attack them. And, um, yeah, I mean, I I just enjoy learning about any sport, I guess. And I always think there's definitely some constants that you can pick up no matter what the sport is, and particularly with just little things like effort um, and intensity. Um, The way that we're tackling, the way that we're approaching our our tackling is always just a mindset thing for
5: me. So long answer, but there you go. No, that's... You know, it's incredible to listen to people like Cash and Freddie Maggard talk. Yeah. And I listen to the football podcast all the time, and then I listen to the pregame shows and stuff. Yeah. And it, Jared Lorenzen was really, really great to listen to yeah. as well. And just listening to their football minds, and you kind of realize, as a couch football fan, uh-huh. how much you don't know about the game yeah. um, when it comes to that. You know, and it's it's incredible to hear those football minds really talk and break down the game. I, I did I did the KSR uh,
1: KSR football podcast once, and doing it with Freddie and seen how many notes he had, <laughs> when you could see the amount of notes we have. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. There's,
5: there's a couple little letters yeah. written down <laughs> on a bag over there. Um, yeah, if we just could, got food boxes up <laughs> here. <We don't.
1: laughs> if you could see the amount of notes he writes down, it's unbelievable, the study and the time that he puts into it. That's why he knows it so well. But also, like, one thing that I've found funny, and I don't know if you have, but the dude that makes fun of everyone at the moment on Twitter, where um, Davis, and that, what's his name, the guy that every single week he pulls up a team, he wears all their gear, and he's like, Davis and they yeah, go through the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I coach. forget his name is, but the pretend coach. Yeah, yeah.
5: I think I know who you're talking about. As
1: much as that's hilarious, I you see some things that you wouldn't pick up in like one second watching of guys like just falling over for no reason or missing tackles or like completely whiffing on defense. And like that stuff to me is the stuff that Freddie gets to see, Cash gets to see because you just go through all the tape and you realize like these guys, like people that are picking up on the game, they've missed so much. And like that had nothing to do with why we lost sometimes. And that's how we felt always as players as well is someone would say something after the game and we're like, dude, that didn't matter. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was this, 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 and this. Like it, it had nothing to do with that kind of thing. Well,
5: so. like you said, a lot of times they probably see tape that we don't see. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if Freddie gets game tape from – yeah. I was going to say if he gets the game tape like, like they watch and, you know, and, and go back and, and study – um, he sees a lot of stuff, like you said, that we wouldn't see. And it's it's incredible to to hear him talk about it. I will say fact. this,
0: though. As Kentucky football fans, I feel like over the last little bit, they've gotten really good about noticing those things. Like Bunchy's block against Florida. Yep. Kavassia's block, block this yes. year against Florida. And uh, didn't R- Rashawn had one in the Citrus Bowl that freed up Wandale for that little run against yeah. Iowa. So, yeah. I, I think it, that just shows the level of interest fans have for football, wanting to know the game, grow the game. And I think that adds to the culture that Stoops has brought in. And, uh, you know, has displayed that this is uh, this is a
1: place that has untapped love for football. Jackson, have you got a question for us? I know we're not engaging you too much here. You look like you're about to leave. Have you got anything? No, it doesn't even have to be about football. It can be anything you want. <laughs> Just ask Max about his hoodie.
5: Yeah, do you like his hoodie? Have I know you, w- you like his you hoodie. Have you watched it? Have you watched n- The Mandalorian? I know no. you like his hoodie. You love Baby Yoda. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> Baby Yard is great. Baby Yard is great. So, I, I would Ode. like to say something if you don't care. Um, just to all the football players and the basketball players for the school, obviously it's, it's incredible that they come here. But for the football players, you know, they came here in a time whenever Stoops was taking this program over whenever the talent was very depleted. Um, but the guys that have come here and played, you can tell how much they've loved this program. Stoops has done such an incredible job at this school, um, and, and I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think us as fans get to really tell them how much we appreciate that. Um, but to the current players as well as the the recent players, it's incredible how much they've done for this program and how well they've turned it around. And I, I think honestly, it's it's about time uh, that we're starting to get national notice, and it's it's way overdue. Um, But I just want to say that I personally as a fan would appreciate every player that's ever come here and given their all. You know, you've got guys who are leaving this year that are going to go and try to be in the NFL. And, um, you know, I don't think us as fans really get to express our emotions to them unless they see the bad. You know, a lot of times they don't see the good things. Yep. And um, I just want to tell them that I appreciate them as, as what the, – you know, for what they've done for the program, how much heart and dedication that they've given to us for fan, as fans. It's, it's incredible. So I just want to thank them.
1: Yeah, and we talked to Cash a little bit about that, about how as much as ever, the praise a lot of the time goes to Stoops or Vince Mara or something, it's a lot of to do with the players that have been able to drive the standards and, and really lead our team through. And, you know, we talked about – if players say something to another player, that's so much more meaningful than if the coaches do. So it's really been led by a lot of guys, Courtney Love, Cash, um, Drake Jackson, Bunchy, kind of guys like that. And um, I could say that's you know been one of the greatest things about doing this podcast is hopefully for the fans, you've been able to see um, only, not only their personal side, but how much we do love the program as well. And I don't think you've heard one guy. And the, the thing about this is, and I always say this on podcasts is, It's and I said this about Coach Stoops it's one thing to say it on a podcast like this and everyone's going to go well he had to say it but you'd be surprised like when we talk about it over a beer or if we talk about it over dinner or whatever the guys say the exact same thing they say to me here on the here as they do at dinner like everyone loves the program and it is a testament to how Coach Stoops has set it up but I'll also say on your point um, if you The players notice when it's loud. Yep. That everyone loves what they're doing. Yep. And the players notice when there's people at the catwalk. And the players notice when there's people writing in saying, what a great job. Or when, you know, you go down to Orlando for a bowl game and, you know, there's thousands and thousands of Kentucky fans there. So as much as you guys probably don't think the players are, are realising, they, uh, they realise for sure, I can tell you. And, and like I said, that Florida moment, the players would have been like, as much as this is awesome, it's awesome for the fans, too. I, I know they love I know Brent loves it. So.
0: You okay over there? You look like you're getting a little emotional. Hey, that's, that's a little dusty. a little it's tear truthful. in the eye. It's truthful. <laughs> it's truthful, and it's, it's awesome. It, it feels like a, you know, it's awesome that Stoops has built a culture and a program here where there's mutual love and passion for the sport and the team. And, a, you know, as a, as a lifelong Kentucky fan who did go through Joker, and when I first started watching, obviously, it was with Coach Brooks. So that was a really good introduction. And then it kind of fell off and stuff, but seeing where it's at now, just it's a special feeling that you can't describe. And I think that's something that that bonds all of us. You know, we have never met until today, and like we still have that common share and love for for the sport and for the program and for Stoops, and it's just. I think that's a really special thing
1: that not a lot of colleges have. Jackson, I'll give you a little shout-out so far. We've heard you better than we normally hear Miles each week. That's true. Very true. <laughs> normally, <laughs> Miles talks with his microphone down here, and that's why no one can ever hear him. But you've done a very good job of keeping the microphone right in the mouth, which is good because Miles even struggles good. with that.
5: Thanks. <laughs> no
1: problem. You guys got anything else?
5: Parting or is that that's about it? I can't think of anything. I, no, I, I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> um, the football in general, you know, like yeah. I said, we collect sports stuff and mm. – he uh, he has a bunch of helmets and footballs and stuff, so it's it's great to go in the collection. Hey, so well, it's it's greatly appreciated. We appreciate
0: you all listening and the support we've gotten this year has been off the charts. Yeah. And
5: don't don't ever let Matt tell you that not to do a Saturday morning podcast before a game, <laughs> please. Those we were, are incredible. Yeah, we were
1: we were saying before that he uh, he also ruined our pre citrus bowl plans because mm-hmm. he told me there was going to be a citrus bowl podcast. Well, not podcast, radio show going on in Orlando. So I went to Orlando early, then he canceled it. So he ruined yeah. he it. He I would have came and rescued you, but, you know, I got sick. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, thank you. And, and not only to you guys, but thank you to everyone that's listened so far this year. Um, it's been awesome. I know for myself, I wasn't sure if we were going to get more than about one listener, to be honest. And that was my mum for all the 15 minutes. Yeah. So, Well, <laughs> you
0: remember our first episode? Yes. Oh,
1: (laughs) that was rough. So we we appreciate it and uh, we thank you guys for your support. It's been great having you on. Um, We hope you can enjoy the ball and uh, that's about all we've got, Brent, for today, I think.
0: Yeah, that's it. Let's wrap it up.
1: Jackson, do you want to wrap it up? Do you want to say that's it for the Pin It Deep podcast? Everyone, have a great weekend. Come on, you can do it. That's it for the Pin (laughs) It Deep podcast. Say it. This is your one chance. This is, is I tell you what. If you don't get to be a football player when you grow up, you can definitely, you've definitely got a future in radio. So this is your little chance just to get a little bit of audio out there. I'll send it to Matt later on, and we'll see if we can get you on the show in a, in a couple years time. All right, you ready?
5: Go for it. Say that's it for the Pennant Deep podcast.
2: That's it for the Pennant Deep. There hey, we, there go.
5: we go, <laughs> <laughs> go, go. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats.
0: All right, well, I guess this is our official uh, last segment of the 2021 football season. Kind of bittersweet. In 2022, yeah. In 2022, yeah. I don't know, it's been kind of a fun – it's been a really fun season. We were talking a little bit with Bo about the people we had on all year long, and uh, we did give a shout-out to Slacks earlier, but now, like, we really need to give her one because the fact that we had access to these guys, obviously you did a lot of the booking yourself. Thank you, Susan. But – this has been a really cool experience just this season, and we're going to try to do a, a few shows in the off season, I would assume yeah, um, but this the run we've had this this football season was unreal, and as someone who's a fan didn't expect this kind of just fell into my lap and now I get to say I'm friends with you guys and some of the guys on the team it's it's one of the coolest uh, experiences, not to get too soft on you, but yeah. it's, it's, so, it's something that like a Kentucky fan. Who was an athletic gets to like dream about doing
1: it. Yeah. Really cool. And I think, like for myself, I always thought that it's always tough for the guys on the team to really get across what they want to get across and bring across their personality in mm-hmm. media interviews or in a two minute clip that they're building up because they know they're going to lose someone's attention. So to have 45 minutes to an hour on a podcast to really, you know, and sometimes. And you know what it's like. Like sometimes we'll be talking for 50 minutes to a guy and we're like, we've got an hour left we could keep talking to them for. Yeah. But we've got to wrap it up. And it's like the, just to get their personalities and what they're really like across the people and what their inspirations are and, you know, all those kind of things, I think it's it's pretty special. I don't think there'd be a whole lot of um, schools that or well, universities that would be able to do this or oh, have no a way. podcast like this. So it's pretty cool. I mean, you've got to listen firsthand to – Will Levis, Wanda Robinson, Chris Rodriguez, Mark Stoops on a 10-3 Citrus Bowl year. So and That's um, just even some of the guys. Yeah. I mean, we're still missing guys like, obviously, Josh Paschal, Josh Hawke, D. We could go, go on for days. So. Probably not Matt Ruffalo and Colin Goodfellow, but yeah, everyone else. Eli Cox, too. He came <laughs> on and got hurt right after, you know. Exactly. No, no, no doubt. And so we – and, you know – The Nashville we, episode. The Nashville <laughs> episode was crazy. Um, yeah, interesting. The Chris Rodriguez – Show where me and Miles were in Atlanta. Oh yeah, uh, Miles over Zoom was interesting. Miles just oh, in like, general was. Can we talk
0: about that? Because now that we've established ourselves as like, you know what you're getting when you when it comes to this podcast. I think we can finally reveal that you guys
1: were plastered. Uh, can neither confirm nor deny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, I felt like that was warranted, saying considering you guys got me drunk at Teneriff.
1: uh off Gatorade. Yeah, G- Gatorade. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, th- honestly, like. It sucks we don't have Miles here for this, by the way. To do a show like this and to have gotten invited to do it live at Tin Roof, not only once but twice, Mm -hmm. when I first started, is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like, as much as, like, I obviously enjoyed my football time and I would say probably the football memories were a little bit more special – the fact that I could say I did a podcast and they invited us to Tin Roof to do it live yeah. and openly drink while we are doing it. It was pretty <laughs> yeah. fun. So. And we had
0: the governor's cup. Like we don't think about that. We had the almost the, drank out of the governor's cup oh, uh, <laughs> shot it down. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's the other thing too is you know all the stoop stories we got to hear and getting to meet with him. The thing is like looking back on it and obviously there's going to be a lot of good memories when it comes to this season especially for us. The fact that we were able
1: to talk to stoops in his office.
0: Well, okay. It, what There you go. what were you about to say okay
1: i'm just gonna say i've never seen so someone so starstruck and in awe we're well not starstruck but just in awe of when we took you to the facility and Who, you me? got to walk through and you got to go up to mark stoops's office and sit down now you didn't get to be part of the interview which sucks. yeah because you guys hate me but not true because we were gonna video it and we needed someone to video and, and the I video did. didn't work <laughs> <laughs> but just to, like i agree i mean for me, like, that's the thing that me and Miles always, like, had to kind of remind ourselves is, like, for us, this is kind of normal. Well, it is normal. But for everyone listening and even for yourself, I guess, at times, it's like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So we always had to remind ourselves that we're actually talking to some people that have a big say on what happens on Saturday. So we should be yeah. very thankful. Well, as much as we continually ripped into Mark Stoops during the show. It wasn't – I wasn't starstruck,
0: by the way. I'd been in the facility tour before. But the fact that it was in that moment, it was like, okay, Kentucky is like one of the top stories in college football right now. Again, we got Soups and like the most important part of the season in yeah. the middle of that Florida. Florida, yeah, yeah. And KS Bar is going crazy for this Missouri game. Yeah, um, I don't know. It was just really cool. And like I said, as a lifelong Kentucky fan, there's times where I got to look back and be like, okay, just a year ago or two years ago, like I was, I'm at the games, you know, I, you don't really know these guys, and now it's like. Oh, okay, and then now I'm getting drunk okay. the roof with QB one in the. One question cup.
1: for you: Who were you the most? So you would have had some preconceived notions about people, and you obviously didn't get to hang around with them in the locker room or anything like that. Yeah. Who was the who was the most surprising person or guest that you had this year? Where you were like, huh? Okay, if all I, right.
0: If I'm being honest, you guys, because <laughs> when you because when I first found out I was producing this podcast for you guys, I was like, fuck, like, gotta do it for Max. Like he's like. This guy, like I've I've heard the story. I've met you at a bar before. I was like, I, I gotta produce for this guy. And then I met you guys. So like, all right, they're they're pretty
4: funny. They're pretty cool. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. Call no, that Miles. No, <laughs> no, I'd probably say the one who surprised me the most. Um, man, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, so when we first started doing it, the first show, I was featured on was the one with Chris.
1: Yeah. The one. Uh, no. So we right. did
0: one before our first game and then we had the one with Chris Yeah. so I think the one with Chris to where it was just him and I here mm-hmm. you guys were over Zoom obviously I don't know anything about these guys yeah. aside from what what we learned from reading on KSR and watching the games he just come in you know he very nice very genuine and that's obviously not a surprise He, it was just like how cool they were with talking to people who aren't on the team
1: can I answer my own question oh you you, you just wanted okay I'll I'll relay the question to you then. Thank Go you.
0: Ahead.
1: Yeah, I obviously knew most of them. What well, the fact that I could message Mondale and he messaged me straight now—we know how much problems we have with guys messaging us back, oh, even yeah. though I'm friends with them. Yeah. Mondale messaged me straight back. He said, "Hey, man, love to. I've heard about it. Um, when's good time?" I said, "Mate, that's up to you. You choose the time." He came on, and he honestly talked to us like we'd known him for about 15 years.
0: That's actually a good point. It was
1: unbelievable, and like since then, obviously you know, through guys with on the team and us all being in the same places, I've got to know him a little bit more. Not great, but a little bit more. And he's just such a nice guy. He like, is. Which, i tell you what, like that's the one thing about, and we continually say that that's the one thing about Kentucky football, is our good players, now there's been times where it's not necessarily true, mm-hmm. but our good players are very, very humble and very, very nice guys, which just sets the tone for everyone underneath them having to be nice, good, well, humble guys.
0: Hell, we've talked about it before, not to throw anyone under the bus. We've talked about how you wouldn't believe how easy it was to get the superstars yep. on this show. Yeah. But how hard it
1: was to get some of the budding superstars <laughs> right. all that. Um, yeah. when, but, when you get Kvasia Smoke responding to one in every 20 texts <laughs> and then calling me and saying he's coming and then he didn't turn up. Yeah, that's that's what you mean. I, I'd say Wandel's a good answer, though, because yep.
0: there's been times even after we did the show with him where I've seen him out and I've talked to him or, you know, he finally got a PS5 and I like kind of joked with him about it because we had that whole thing. And he has every right to just kind of dismiss it or be like, oh, this guy. You know, yeah. I did an interview with him once, and he's, just, he's still, like, the nicest guy of all time and just, you know, it's pretty cool.
1: We don't have Miles here to answer this question, but my favorite memory from this year would be um, when we got to interview the old ladies at the tailgate. That was a lot they of fun. Were, that tailgate video was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and those ladies were probably the icing on the cake. Yeah, all uh, the, oh, the guys, guy, yeah, too. the guy been, uh, but Those old ladies was were loving it, and the fact that they said um, Austin, Austin McGinnis was pretty good. Oh, and, and that Max guy, guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, he was good. I uh, wonder what he's doing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder. You would be disappointed.
0: <laughs> no, it was good. Everything we got to do, we could sit here for like two hours and talk about all the good fun memories we've had and hopefully this show will provide more as we go along um with anything we're going to want to grow it and make it bigger and yep. do it better so um you know look out for us next year for sure kind of bittersweet
1: yeah and thank you very much for listening we obviously uh wouldn't make the show if no one was well we might we might make the show if no one was listening it but gives us an excuse to do some stupid stuff no doubt so thank you for putting up with our waves of uh cussing well specifically our waves cussing and, yes cussing at one stage took off to an extent that probably shouldn't have and the cash interview is probably another (laughs) example of that but we did I'll give him this we did say he could say what he wanted so we We, didn't really put any parameters on him okay in fairness we did say he asked can
0: I cuss yeah and we said yes and then it was we didn't even have time to preface it and be like well you know just kind of yeah, he just said, yeah, fuck. Going for it, <laughs> which is awesome, though. I, I thought he was a great interview, yeah. But All right. Well, I guess that's it. You for, got anything uh, else? Uh, no, just let us know when you're going to get signed by an NFL team, I guess.
1: <laughs> Almost happened.
0: Or can you at least do me and Miles a favor for the podcast sake and let us know when Stoops is going to hire you? Uh,
1: don't know if that's happening or not, we'll see.
0: I was just messing with you, <laughs> but thanks for the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for Pin It Deep. That's it for a great 10-3 and 3 2021 season what a season we will be back in 2022 hopefully we'll be doing it from an SEC championship game at some point
1: oh s- SEC championship prediction real quick uh, I don't care come on quick
0: Georgia I, I hate
1: Georgia so Bama because the Georgia fans okay. go to my Twitter and have a look That's saw it sucks all right Bama by 14 all right thank you all for Thanks. listening all season, all season.
5: Rafaelas.